0: Welcome to Dragon Talk, the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I feel like I haven't said that in a really long time. Uh, but it is, because that's what we talk about on this podcast, both Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I like to think that Shelly's laughing at me, but she's probably laughing at the email she just received on her text. wrist. It's
1: funny,
2: text.
0: it's funny texts. Funny uh, texts. Hi, Shelly. Hi! Are you uh, happy to, to have this podcast going?
2: Yes, always.
0: Always. Bring energy up. Bring
2: the energy up. The energy up. I'm so happy to be here. We're all happy to be here. Couldn't be anywhere else.
0: Today is the episode where we speak to Wolfgang Bauer. Friend of the show. And Megan Miracle.
2: We love her too.
0: She's a fancy <laughs> editor for Cobalt Press. Dun do See, Sam Regal does not have the only uh, ditties that can sell D and D and/or tabletop role-playing game products. No. We can no. do it too.
2: Yeah, and I think we were probably doing it first.
0: Honestly, I think we were. I think so too. That's true. The
2: original, <laughs> right here.
0: We can do it, uh, mostly badly.
2: Uh, See, that's how we're we're different. That's right. Because we're not good.
0: Yeah. That's Everyone our,
2: else is doing it well.
0: That's our little stamp of approval. And we're not. That's right.
2: We want, we want to stand out.
0: You know who's doing it good, though? Who? Wolfgang Bauer and Megan Miracle. Yep. They just and keep all of,
2: cranking out these books. I know, right? It looks really good. Mm-hmm.
0: The Tome of Beasts, uh, which I will still refer to as, uh, uh, you know.
2: Electric. Yes. Boogaloo. Electric
0: Tomoe Beast 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Uh, Beastaloo. Electric Beastaloo. Beast-a-loo. Uh, it is, of course, called The Creature Codex. Uh, it's available. Uh, they will tell you all about it during the interview section. Um, but there's some it other is. fun stuff cool popping out uh, yeah. for you tabletop role players out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, Available yeah. everywhere. You can play with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gesture to these things right in front of us that are amazing, such as these gold coins. From uh, the uh, stream of many eyes, they are gold dragons out there, and we have our harvest moon. Um, but I love that—that's the opening page of the adventure. That's like the the title page has got the currency,
2: and there they are, and
0: there they are. You can see them. In, what would in that reels. get
2: me in Waterdeep?
0: That would get you uh, well one gold piece. One. Um, could get you a really nice uh, supper and a bed uh, in a pretty well-to-do tavern. That's it. Yeah,
2: one gold piece. Yeah. It's like a bre- bed and breakfast?
0: That's a lot. How much is the bed and breakfast now?
2: <laughs> $149? See?
0: So that's pretty good.
2: Is that what a gold piece goes for?
0: About. Huh? I don't okay. know. But in a decent... I mean, it it if you're going to the more. expensive taverns, it would be much more Wait, for uh, for one night. But naturally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where you'd be going into the sea ward, oh. of course. The what? The sea ward. Oh. Yeah. It's like the... The fancy place. Never mind. Don't say it. I'm not going to
2: say it. (laughs) Tell him you went there too, didn't you? See? Look at it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The shoulders uh, (laughs) laughing at things. So good. Uh, The adventure is fun. It's a great way to jump into the world of Dungeons & Dragons in general, but also what's going in Waterdeep. And there are tons of ancillary products around, including these miniatures from WizKids, which have a bunch of characters uh, named characters, not only just monsters that you can thing. Uh, oh, so I'm Oy. holding Mert, the moneylender, uh, and it kind of looks like Chris Lindsay if you squint your eyes, which is awesome because he played okay, it this. at the Stream of Many Eyes. Uh, you're holding a Devourer. That's
2: horrifying.
0: That was one of Sean Woods, uh, a concept artist here. That I think was one of his first uh, drawings that he did here on the team.
2: He looks like a gremlin, kind
0: of. Yeah, with like a, with a body
2: coming out of his guts
0: because he devoured it. Get it?
2: And it's coming out again though.
0: I believe so. Yeah. Are you,
2: is it alive? Hmm. Is it alive? This would be a good Halloween costume. Oh, yeah, it's Halloween you know, season. If somebody recently had a baby. Yeah, right. They could just wear their baby.
0: Shelly has Pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what your costume is going to be, yes.
2: You know, I'm the only person in the whole world that didn't think that was fun.
0: No, it, uh, it tickled me mostly because my friend was one of the skeletons. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I went to college with him. Uh, so that made me laugh uh, a little bit more than I would perhaps normally because I could see his movements and I you know, was like, oh, I remember him doing weird stuff like that. Uh, it was
2: like his training for this very moment. It's true. What if he was dressed up like this guy?
0: Someone tweeted uh, that we should recreate that scene with me and Pelham being the skeletons where uh, uh, Chris Perkins, uh, Christopher S. Skeletons, which... Uh,
2: that I might actually... Think was funny.
0: Yeah, that might be funnier. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. It wasn't funny. It's always about the way the people you know, right? Um, might not like Tom Hanks. So uh, there's that's nothing super Halloweeny with uh, <laughs> Waterdeep Dragon Heist, although there is lots of stuff Devour. you can do in the fall. Yeah, that's true. And it's um,
2: seasonal. It is very seasons. seasonal, right? Yeah.
0: So uh, Jarl Axel Banre uh, is someone you could Banre. possibly meet in Waterdeep Dragon Heist in autumn. And if you're interested in that character, well. Have we the novel for you? Tell me. Because Mr. Bob Salvatore who had on the episode uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, timeless is out in stores right now. It's 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 a, it's a timeless novel. Yeah. I mean, it, you can read it at any point. And in, it's a
2: good, but it's a good place to start.
0: It's a very good place to start.
2: If for some reason you haven't read Right. any Salvatore novel.
0: Yeah, because it goes back in time. It is timeless. Timeless. Uh, kind
2: of like this podcast, <laughs> this <laughs> intro.
0: We're very bad at keeping track of the when time, time occurs trouble. and if it does or not. Uh, I
2: don't, if it, I mean, if it really occurs. I don't think it's real. Fake time.
0: <laughs> it's it, totally. I cast time stop on this conversation. Um, but what was, uh, where, where was I going before that? Jarl oh, Axel. oh, yeah, Jarl Axel. He's in Timeless uh, as well as. Uh, Drist Duarden and Zach Nafane. Uh, you get a whole bunch Zach of information about those uh, characters. Um, so if you're interested in that character for Dragon Heist, uh, Timeless is a perfect way to get more insight into Jarl Axel and what he's all about uh, as a young man Wonderful. in Menzo Baranzen. Nice. nice. Endless Quest are a bunch of awesome books. There's four of them written by Matt Forbeck. We also had him on the podcast very yeah. recently, but they're out in stores now. They are
1: Pick, all Your, four Path, of them.
0: Pick Your Path books. You can choose one of uh, pretty iconic classes, yep. so wizard, rogue, fighter, cleric, and they delve into Dungeons and Dragons lore um, with little decision points that you can make throughout them. Uh, and uh, there's tons of fun. We keep getting more and more people finding out about them. Vincent D'Onofrio, uh yeah, what tweeted was up about with that, that and was like, "Let's work together, Matt Foreback."
2: But like. What do you want to do? I know. What was that? Right? What was the end result of that? I,
0: I, we I were all just it. like, "Hey, this we is cool. Will, this is
2: cool. We support this
1: idea."
0: Exactly. Yeah, so, I think Mike uh, Morales was well, like, "Yeah, let's do this. Let's work together." Uh, and then I was like, "Debra and Wall. I know you work really well. You know, and they're in the Daredevil Marvel Cinematic Universe things together, so I know they at least know each other. Uh, uh, they have uh, expressed love for one another on these social medias." And Debra is a very good dungeon master. Could mm-hmm. get him in uh, to a game, no problem. So that's all super right. cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and it all started from Matt Vorbeck, uh, uh tweeting about connector. the amazing Endless Quest books. So, all right, I love it. I'm gonna pick you a path go-
2: right to making this relationship happen. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Don't don't pick the Turn wrong to path. Ninety two and Ola. Oh look, oh look. And since in a game, everyone's dead. No, oh, I mean, no. yeah,
0: right. The, the positive was, one.
2: I said ninety two. Page 92.
0: Okay, I saw. I heard yeah. eighty two.
1: <laughs> oh, wrong one. <look. laughs> don't go there.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, speaking of four classes that you could choose to be, <gasps> Dungeon Mayhem
2: Whee! is a card game in yeah. which you
0: do exactly that. A
2: D&D card game. There
0: are four different uh, classes. Yeah. Uh, so it's Barbarian, Wizard, Rogue, and...
2: Paladin. 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 Leah
0: the Radiant. Yep. There was a fight in my household uh, this weekend uh, because both of them wanted to be Leah the Radiant.
2: Oh, no. You You better bring home two... Games. So oh, have two. Le- I wonder what would happen with two Leos playing against each did they, other.
0: Did we play test that no. leader of the play test, Shelley Mazenobel? Again, Oliver. Playtesting was for not. No, but it's super fun. Uh, Fiona and I played for a good, I want to say, forty-five minutes. Really? Uh, yeah, we played two games. Uh, a little bit slower because there was eating and other things going on than it would be normally. Um, but yes. she loved it. Yeah, she dug it, and she go she. Played, no, actually, we played three games. So we played two games with her as the barbarian, and then she's like, "I want to play the one that you're playing," and then so we switched sides of the table, and she played. Uh, the uh, rogue.
2: Oh and yeah, then, and
0: she and I was playing. Was the bar she good band. at the
2: rogue? Did she get the whole? Like, yeah, I mean she's in. she's
0: still very much a kid and can't read as much. Um as so much she was very much. she like read pit- at all?
2: No. Okay, good. <laughs> like but wait, can- my kid is falling behind i
0: mean she can read a little bit she knows you know but whatever we'll we'll, we'll just like the new yorker and stuff <laughs> the real simple stuff <laughs> right she knows the new yorker cartoons quinn's only like at the atlantic
2: it's kind of <laughs> oh, sad
0: man. jeez you gotta get to, spend some more time I with i know kid, please. i know work on it it's dark. get him reading the endless quest books um but he did she just picked like the art that she liked she's like oh i'm gonna do this and yeah. i was like all right well that yeah sure you can do that let's see what happens and then yeah it, cool. it was super fun. fun. We won. I think we basically split the games. And, oh. Uh, yeah, it was great. So that comes out November 16th in stores everywhere on that date. It's a great uh, just taste of what yes. it's like to play Dungeons and & Dragons. And Very find quick games.
2: If you have a store near you, go see if they're having a Dungeon Mayhem launch event.
0: And if they're not, ask them to. And ask
2: them to because then you could walk away with some cool giveaways. What
0: kind yeah. of giveaways, shall we? Some
2: like cool stickers and posters and just the art is so yeah. Cool and cute. Who did so, the art again? Kyle Farron. Kyle Farron is so mm-hmm. good. Follow him on Twitter. We should get him on this year podcast.
0: Yes, we should. He yes. Loves well maybe we'll do that closer to the launch in November. Yes. That'd be fantastic. Yes. I would I want to pick his brain. Yes. Yes. And eat
2: it with a chopsticks. And some fava beans. Yo, nice that sounds yummy. It is
0: Halloween, so I can make a uh, horror it's movie reference to October
2: first. so... <laughs> just, oh wait. I mean, it's not.
0: It is generally going to be the month of October when you're listening to this. Okay. Yes, um, can I just say one thing? No. My wife made like a. We were talking about something that was really delicious, and she did that. <laughs> she did that, <laughs> and I was like, "You know, you're you're conjuring up some bad images, uh, uh, Hannibal Lecter." And she's like, "Oh, I didn't really mean to do that." <laughs> I think she's got uh, uh, fava beans on the brain. <laughs>
2: oh that's adorable yeah. oh. <laughs> uh,
0: so for those of you who are playing Waterdeep uh, Dragon Heist there is a dice set out there that is coming uh, November 20th it's a little bit late uh, but <laughs> it is a fantastic dice set and you should check it out because it's got two uh, d20s so if you're rolling with advantage or disadvantage you'll have the, the, Very nice. the set able to do that uh, and it also has a hit point tracker uh, which is like two discs on a thing that click into place. I didn't realize it clicked, so it's got almost like a fidgety, fidget spinner type, you know, thing to it, which I, 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 I quite dig. Um, yeah, but you can track uh, uh, hit point totals or any kind That's of number. So cool. Yeah, and it's great, and you can set it on the table and it displays in front of you.
2: That's included in
1: this?
0: It's included in the dice That's set, yeah.
1: That's
0: very cool. So uh, jo- check that out in stores uh, when it will be there on November 20th. And also in November, there's so much happening in November. Uh, Guildmasters Guide to Ravnica comes out. We'll be talking a lot more about the lore uh, from that, uh, yep. as well as uh, a new show, The Broken Pact. What? will be debuting October 13th um, here on the Wizards uh, of the Coast Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash dnd. uh Dungeon Master Ruben Bressler. Uh, along with uh, four amazing cast members, uh, are going to be playing through an adventure set in Ravnica, uh, which I think is really exciting. They're going to use all the stuff from Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, That's so awesome. that'll be a preview for yeah, those of early. you out there, uh, and yeah, get you all up to speed. Uh, there's a lot of lore with that with that world slash plane, uh, which La- Ari Levitch came on Laurie Chanot to tell us some uh, about some of those guilds. So it was super fascinating.
2: Very cool. Yeah,
0: I dig it. And um, You're
2: apparently represented. In one of them,
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. In one of the Ravnica guilds, the Is it Guild? They
2: they totally took your. life. They took my
0: hair for sure. They Although it also it was like it was not just my hair. It was no, like my it was, hair it turned was, up to eleven. It
2: was your essence. <laughs> and yeah, that was like they took your hair, and then they they were like, "Oh, this looks too much like Greg. Bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. Now he'll never know it's him."
0: They brought it up, but it's you. Um, a couple more things before we got to get to a uh, fun segment is extra life. You're going to be playing in a game in Extra Life. I'm going to be playing in a game for Extra Life.
2: Yes. Not the same game. Not the
0: same game. Different games. Different games. Uh, It is... uh, What is Extra Life, you might say?
2: What is Extra Life?
0: Well... It is a uh, uh, charity drive for playing games on November 3rd. Uh, Many people play video games for 24 hours on that day. We extend it here for Dungeons & Dragons. We've been doing it for for about five years or so. Um, And we're going to start on November 3rd and then play all week long here on the Dungeons & Dragons channel. Games that are designed to drive donations towards the... Children's um, Miracle, Miracle Network. Network, and more specifically for us, the Seattle Children's Hospital, which I was at <gasps> uh, uh, yeah. last weekend uh, yeah. for my daughter when she broke her arm. She went and got uh, uh, you know her thing at the Seattle Children's Hospital, and it's beautiful. And They're so good. I've never been to there before. Well, that's good. Yeah. I Never needed to. Now I went and I'm like, this place is amazing. And you were like, and I'm so happy. Kids,
2: kids, we got to come back here. No, yeah.
0: wait. No. <laughs> make sure you do something <laughs> wrong, kids, so that we get your bones set here at the Seattle Children's they Hospital. They
2: Quinn when he split open his forehead. Oh, really? Yeah, they were wonderful.
0: It's just, it's a really inviting and beautiful place. Uh, everyone there was super uh, positive and nice. Yes, that's and the helpful. Thing. Like
2: they're just, they're geared towards kids, obviously. Yeah. And they know how to handle them and treat them and make it less scary to be there. and and they do great work.
0: They do great work. And uh, we have been supporting them for a long time. So go to dnd.wizards.com slash extra life. Find out how to join a team uh, if you're interested in playing yep. uh, on November 3rd of that week uh, leading up to it. And then we're going to end with... Game Con uh, at Freedom, Wisconsin. There's going to be a few live streamed games from there as well. There's tons of ways to donate. Uh, you might get something out of it. I know Mike Merles has a uh, couple of Lots really awesome of things on there. Do. Uh, in our games, we're going to be doing some crazy, weird, silly stuff uh, that people have donated for us to do. Uh, so check out my page as well as Shelly's page. Yeah. And donate towards us and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dance for your pleasure.
2: Yeah. but oh, For the kids. If it's for the kids, okay.
0: Yes, it's for the kids. Okay. Yeah, but we—it's it, it send some money in and it'll be fun.
2: Yeah, it will be.
0: Awesome. Uh, Dragon Plus is coming out very soon, if
2: not right board now. Board game issue. Yes,
0: it is a new issue coming out in October. We are very excited about that. Lots of board games coming out, Jelly. We got Betrayal oh, at House on the um, Hill.
2: Legacy. Betrayal Legacy. At House on the Hill. There's no House on the Hill in the title.
0: Legacy on the Hill. Is the name of the game? Right. Check it out. Google that right now. Legacy
2: and (laughs) zombies and allies. (laughs) Huh? And mayhem.
0: Oh, the mayhem. Oh,
2: so much. Yeah, so Betrayal betrayal Legacy. Legacy. I joke, but
0: that is what it's called.
2: November 9th.
0: November 9th. Also in November.
2: What? Do you want to start playing?
0: I do want to start playing. Can you commit? I am committing right now.
2: You can commit to... The prologue and thirteen chapters.
0: I can commit to fourteen plus chapters because we're going to be playing it more than that because it's a infinitely re- replayable game.
2: Well, yeah, when we're done with our legacy, I picture. know. All right, Pelham, you're into. Okay.
0: <laughs> Ryan, are you in? No. no. Hey, Ryan's out. I'm no. In.
2: That's it. I'm in. Uh, all right. I I him. I, I asked ask him. him. <laughs> what? Don't ask him.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You know he can hear you. He's listening to you right now.
1: <laughs> I'm out. <laughs>
0: All right, we uh, need to get running and going to uh, our awesome segment.
2: Yes. Let's
0: listen to it right now. Okay. All right. (laughs) Welcome to Lore You Should Know. I am Greg Tito, and I am joined this week by none other than Ari Levitch. Hello. And today on Lore You Should Know, where we usually talk to Chris Perkins about things from Dungeons & Dragons lore that you can use in your game or for your own entertainment, we are going to talk about what's coming in Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, which is a whole new world. Not to quote Aladdin, uh, but uh, it all involves a city uh, on a plane of Ravnica uh, in which 10 guilds kind of rule the city, uh, and share things there. And, uh, last week we talked about the Silesnia uh, and the Golgari. And today we're going to talk about Izzet and Simic. So,
3: yeah. yeah. Um, so Izzet and Simic are, uh, if you look at the guilds as, as kind of points of view, or they all have the kind of their own point of view. Yeah. Um, the it and the Simic are the two kind of more science-minded guilds that, uh, yeah they're interested in kind of in discovery, but they do it in very different ways. Mm. Um, these are two of my favorite guilds in fact, every time I take a guild quiz, I end up in one of these <laughs> so
0: <laughs> like those uh, cosmopolitan like what would you be yeah if yeah. It, yeah you end so, up yeah. the sorting hat puts you there
3: yep and even though I want to be more gruel, and I'll talk <laughs> about that uh, at some point, uh, but these are the ones I constantly get sorted into um, so the is it are uh, first of all a guild that are um, the guild master of that guild is Niv Mizzet, who is a many millennia old dragon, and he is vain and he is genius and probably the smartest single being on on Ravnica. Um, and his guild is very much about kind of discovering, uh, basically, just discovery itself is the highest virtue. Mm. Um, and the guild attract tends to attract people who want to just. There's no like for for the it is it is it is what's is the best way to talk about it okay, so for the is okay. not it is all about do the experiment, see what happens, and then record, but there's no sense of here's the problem that we really have to solve, and let's iterate until we get there. They may start there, but when if an experiment uh, that is meant to teleport someone away ends up you know, just recombining their molecular structure in some, in whatever, they'll simply say, well, that's now what this thing does. And they'll just keep going from there. So they'll tend to, uh, they, the more explosive, the the higher energy, uh, the experiment, the better to them. Mm. The per- sense of personal safety or for the safety of others is, is always kind of a backseat to just what are we going to discover? What are we going to uh, find out here? Um, so if you, if, is it very much appeals it appeals to me because of just i i'm a, I tend to be a reckless d and d player okay, so when things start to get a little a little slow You're uh, the instigator. Yeah, i could I could instigate and it's all in the name of science so uh, yeah so they they tend to be the most magic heavy of the guilds, so if you are if you are into uh, uh if you want to be a wizard if you want to be a sorcerer. Um, these are very much uh, right in Is wheelhouse. Or if you want to be like an eldritch knight, if you're one of the kind of guards of their laboratories, or or you're testing out some experimental equipment, then uh, that that's very much kind of where Izzet Is it uh, is will thrive. Or it, 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 that that will be the most appealing thing to you as a player if you are interested in that kind of thing. The Is it is for you yeah. if you just want to stir the pot uh, or and, one of the lot, that and,
0: that. and that is an archetype of of spellcasters, you know across. All properties, yeah. really, that, like, they're the ones who just fire and forget, you know, blow it up first and, uh, you know, clean it up afterwards.
3: Yeah, and, and it's really cool because uh, one of the things that the Izzet uh, get is they work with, they have this special kind of alloy, this metal that they have developed called mizium, named for Niv-Mizzet. Of course. Yep. And uh, this is this uh, is a very, very strong substance, and so they uh, they'll they'll build a lot of kind of magical, they'll build a magical apparatus out of this. In order to be a conduit for their magic, and they use this metal in a lot, in a lot of their uh, experiments, and in the game, uh, in, in the in the RPG, we've uh, we've created a museum apparatus. So if you are a, an Izzet wizard oh, or cool. an Izzet caster, a lot of you'll you'll notice uh, in the artwork of of the Izzet is they have a lot of these kind of um, kind of metal tubes and you know kind of or, or kind of glass cylinders and things like that with a lot of crackling energy all through them, and so we decided to. Turn that into the mizium apparatus, which can be their arc- arcane focus, and it allows them to do. It allows them to manipulate uh, uh, raw magical energy to uh, pull spells that they might not have prepared. So,
0: oh, okay, okay cool. Yeah. So they augment their magical yes. powers with science.
3: Yes, and with with kind of the hope of fostering some recklessness, just just to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs>
0: just to see, yeah uh that's interesting do uh they survive these
3: mishaps um some do uh, in fact yeah uh, they do but you know there may be some you know lasting injuries or whatnot but you know it's all for you know for pushing the envelope of what what we know um So it really attract is it tends to attract goblins who the goblins who love who love is it or who are attracted to the guild just are drawn to that kind of energy and kind of recklessness, but with, with the purpose of discovery. It's not mm-hmm. just to hurt things or there's nothing kind of cruel about it. It's just if you're in the way, I'm sorry, <laughs> or sometimes they'll be, they'll be their own test subjects or whatnot. Um, they're in the guild, it also attracts Vidalkin. and What are Vidalcan? So Vidalcan are one of the new races that we're introducing here. Um, they're uh, from, from, from magic, and they are all they are all blue, hmm. and in terms of uh, how they look, and uh, they they're not just sad people. No, they're not just not. Just blue. <laughs> they're
0: just blue. They're just blue. Ooh.
3: No, uh, they're all blue, but they also tend uh, personality-wise, they tend to be um, very procedural and logical. Oh, and so, so like Vulcans, in a way, yeah, yeah, very, very much uh, kind of akin to that. Okay, so if that kind of thing appeals to you, the sense of 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 everyone is the it they may. Keep the best records, or I they see. may be yeah. able to replicate an experiment. But they're drawn to the facilities. They're drawn to uh, the resources that the Isit has for them to conduct their research. Okay,
0: that's very cool. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, Niv Missit. Yeah, what what's uh, his personality like? What kind of a dragon is he?
1: Uh,
3: Niv is is the smartest smartest being, and he knows it. Um, at this point <clears throat> in his career, if you can call it that. Um, <laughs> He doesn't really deal with the day to day of what all the other researchers are doing. Um, there is a group called, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the Ismundi, who are basically like this board of directors, and they might talk. They might talk with directly with Niv, but he won't talk with all kind of the rank and file researchers. Um, he may be working on his own pet projects. He is kind of. He may be doing his own thing uh, that. Is so far beyond the intellect of anyone in, in his guild, and they might not even know what he's doing. Mm. But everybody wants his approval; they would love to get the recognition of somebody of his of his intellect.
0: So is he like a uh, Steve Jobs type character? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he a black dragon? Uh,
3: he's he's actually a red colored dragon. Okay. Um,
0: he's not a black drone like dragon.
3: Oh yeah, no, <laughs> ah, I missed it. I totally missed that. Sorry. Ah. <laughs>
0: I should have said turtleneck. That would have really sold that. But
3: joke. he does have a frill. Oh, so yeah, so yeah close a, enough. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, interesting. Um,
3: how long has he is he been alive? So he is actually one of the original guild masters. Oh, so were, the, the founders of the guilds are called parents. Yeah, and so he is the parent of the. Is it? Oh wow! So yeah. he's been around for yeah. thousands of years. Uh, yeah. Right. So the guild pact, which was signed uh, about ten thousand, just over ten thousand years ago. So okay. he is 10,000 10, plus. plus years old. Yeah.
0: Wow. Whoa, interesting. Uh, So, it's it's, a character in the Is it Guild might have a higher chance of meeting this Niv Mizzek, but most likely, this is a figure that is not going to show up in anybody's game.
3: Uh, So, it it really depends. So, if you do something that um, is is genius enough to warrant his attention, Mm. then then you might get an audience with him. Um, Or, yeah, I mean, or if you disrupt. If you disrupt his plans, you know, you for may... For his experiments. Yeah, yeah you may, you may uh, be... Uh, he
0: could then co- turn into a villain pretty quickly. Yeah.
3: And so he's... There are stat blocks for all the guild masters um, in, in the book. So that's a really exciting thing. Oh, and, okay, cool. Um, niv is a very powerful spellcaster who is also a very powerful dragon. So, um, yeah, you don't, you don't want to get on his bad side. Is there uh, draconic shape-shifting in magic? As in dragons take human form and yeah. things like that. Um, so is
0: he conducting all these experiments in dragon form? He, yes, it is
3: all in dragon form. So his, his laboratory, so um, the guild hall for, uh, uh, for uh, the Izzet is, is called Nivix, and at the very top of that uh, is his laboratory. Which, mm-hmm. So he's at the top of this gigantic tower called the Erie. And so it is a nivmizet sized laboratory with nivmizet sized, presumably tools and instruments that's and so, so yeah. interesting oh I
0: love that I love that he's like a mm-hmm. scientist with like glasses on yep. working on like beakers and pouring things into a thing, but he's also this huge <laughs> ass dragon yeah that's so cool is i mean is he as big as an ancient dragon would be in in d and d terms
3: uh probably not that big okay uh, but he is a big dragon yeah. interesting
0: great all right cool and then uh yeah, we kind of already talked about like what the the normal members would be uh be wizards sorcerers things people yeah. who have that that, that it's need for knowledge
3: all it's it's researchers it's their attendants and it's the people who guard those facilities um but it is mostly the the most fun part is the researchers right yeah. like that that is where you get to kind of have some of these madcap experiments and you get to kind of you get to uh, manipulate your own magic in a way that other wizards don't get to do
0: and what's the official title of the it oh. is the Is It League. Is It League. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, and then the Simic.
3: Simic. Uh, the Simic are other kind of more science-oriented guild. Um, I find them so fascinating because their their science is all about improvement. Mm. Um, they are – their whole concept is they're basically uh, utopian futurists. Oh. They believe that we can build a better tomorrow <laughs> with our science. And the science that they really explore are – is really um, they look at the natural world through observe uh, they observe the natural world and then they basically take the principles of nature and then improve life. So they're kind of these bio wizards. Mm. So there are these group called biomancers that use magic to splice um, uh, attributes from from different animals to create new life forms. And recently, they've even started doing that to themselves. So one of the new races we get to uh, look at are these things called simic hybrids, Mm. which are individuals that could be elves, could be humans, could be Vidalkin, who have modified themselves um, with uh, characteristics from aquatic and reptilian and amphibian uh, life forms. So you might have somebody that has uh, an armored like -like, crab-like carapace, or they might be able to spit acid. Or they might be able to breathe underwater, and you know, have a swim speed that's equal to their walking speed, and stuff like that. So, um, if you like that that concept of kind of this toolboxy type thing of like I'm going to build my own my own person yeah um, it's really appealing. Um, in addition to their Biomancers, they also have this group called terraformers that also believe that if we're going to make ourselves better, we could also adapt uh, the city itself. To being, uh, to being what we want it to be, okay. to match this utopian vision that we have.
0: Do uh, the... Y- y- you said they recently started experimenting on themselves. They, yeah. they did not create merfolk or they did not create uh, owlbears?
3: Nope, nope. Uh, so they, uh, the, the class of kind of creature that they create, whenever they start splicing attributes from different animals, it's called a Crasis. Okay. And they vary in size. So there's like category one, which would be medium, category two, category three. They get progressively larger. Oh, okay. And they use a lot of, you know, uh, it's very evocative of um, kind of uh, natural phenomena. So, you know, we landed on categories because of like hurricane force and stuff. So okay. a lot of that is uh, always goes back to their concept of observation and uh, mimicking nature. Even when they're casting spells, you'll notice that... Uh, a lot of, uh, it'll take on the forms of like spirals and like Fibonacci sequence, that kind of thing. Oh, um, so it's
0: basically like that, that GIF of everyone like seeing math, yeah, like flying see, yeah, everywhere. That's ma- how they everywhere. cast spells. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: and they, uh, if, you, if you look at a lot of their architecture or even their costuming, when we were, we were kind of giving them their visual update uh, when I was back on the Magic team, yeah. we, uh, we really looked at this notion that everything they have or everything that they wear is grown as opposed to being built. So oh. instead of glass in their buildings, it might be like a film. Uh, oh, that kind neat. Of the, yeah. So um, that's why a lot of their armor has this kind of pearlescent quality because it was probably grown. And uh, it just really uh, points to this notion that everything they need they can get from nature, but it's nature that they, they can then manipulate to optimize.
0: But they, they don't do any kind of uh, mechanical augmentation.
3: No no, they're, yeah they're not going to have you know um uh, like a like a steam powered you know hand or something like that thats um, that's more is it yeah, that would definitely be in the in the is it space, so they would yeah they would be much more inclined to just i'm gonna have a crab claw instead and like mission accomplished so
0: are they yeah you you keep using a lot of examples from uh, aquatic creatures mm-hmm. is that in yeah. their DNA to a certain extent
3: yeah, absolutely, uh so a lot of simic territory um uh, exists in these things called zonots, mm-hmm. and zonots are these kind of uh, huge shafts that go down to these uh, seas, uh, underground seas that exist beneath beneath the city. Okay, and so a lot of their laboratories are underwater. Um, there are uh, there are merfolk in in the guild. There are um, even Vidalkin themselves have an amphibious kind of uh, have, some, have some amphibious qualities to them, and so yeah, they're very much tied to uh, to water. So a lot of the uh, life uh, life forms that they use uh, are reptiles, a- amphibians, and uh, and fish. Um, they d- we, don't, we don't see a lot of like mammals with them. Um, other guilds might be associated with. Uh, this goes back to also our our desire to differentiate the guilds some more. Yeah. So like groups like Selesnia, they would be more associated with wolves and you know a pegasus that are more uh, that are that are mammals. Yeah. And so we want we really carved out some space for the simic to really just live in this kind of aquatic and reptilian kind of uh, right. environment. I like
0: the idea of them growing armor mm-hmm. uh, using shells and things like that. Yeah. That's, that's really neat. It was
3: a lot of fun to explore that, and I think uh, the artists had a lot of fun kind of uh, doing that as well. We, we got to well, – when we were visualizing uh, what some of these simic hybrids could be, we just had these lineups of, <laughs> of different augmentations, and it was just a lot of fun to see that come – What's uh,
0: the out. Guildmaster of the Simic look like?
3: So right now it is, uh, the Guildmaster is Prime Speaker Zagana. Oh. Uh, and uh, she is uh, she is a merfolk who is also a, a powerful uh, powerful wizard. Mm-hmm. And uh, she very much believes in this kind of utopian future that if we kind of are able to focus on on our science, we will be able to realize that future. There are some people that are pushing more in an aggressive direction who want to see... The uh, these Simic hybrids that are part of this, what's called the Guardian Project, take on a much more of like a super soldier kind of vibe and start mm. preparing for when, when the fight comes between the guilds, we're going to be ready with basically uh, with, with soldiers that are perfectly adapted to fight each, each of these guilds.
0: Oh. So they've got, like, nine armies out there ready to fight yeah. the other guilds?
3: And For them, I think they're thinking, we probably don't need armies, we need specialists. So thinking about them as, like, special forces, oh. if we go in these teams, we could deal with— So, like, these, like, it. SEAL Team 6s. Which is a, a great idea for our D&D party.
0: Yeah, so, that is a great idea. Yeah. To so, have them be their, their attack force that's yep, going in. Yep. Now, are they antagonistic to other Guilds more so than the other ones are.
3: No, not not necessarily. I think they they see them they would see themselves as realistic. At least the people in the guild who advocate that policy, it's like this is going to happen at some point. We have to be prepared. Right. Um,
0: and because of their scientific nature, they would be like, all right, let's yep. prepare for every. And we will iterate on that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And it's it's fun. Like the simic, I think make a uh, and is it as well because of their kind of science. It's it, they play in some of the tropes with like science out, that can get out of control. Mm. So you could imagine. Um, campaign uh, antagonists where an is it experiment blows up half a block and now uh, you know you might have this lingering magical effect and now you have to like evacuate people while dealing with this issue or the simic you might have one of their giant crisis get get loose and now you have to go deal with this or you might have a you know a squad of these you know guardian project super soldiers who have gone rogue and now you have to deal with them yeah so they, there's so much that they get to uh, lean into their science to provide awesome villains and awesome playable characters.
0: Yeah. I'm, gosh, you just rattled off like two or three really good hooks there. Uh, do you think, in the fiction of the guilds of Ravnica, are there uh, like double agents? Are there people who, you know, would be an is it? In, uh, Absolutely. in name, but then is kind of getting into the simics and figuring out.
3: Yes, um, that usually lives with another guild. Ah, uh, well, that's and, a perfect
0: segue into yeah, uh, uh, so us that, talking.
3: That's the demir, and that's literally everything I know about the demir. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we have to kill everyone listening to this that's podcast it. right that's now. It. So um, excellent. All right, yeah. very cool. Anything else about the simic you want to get out before we uh, close this up?
3: Uh, good question. Um, I, th- I think that. I think that covers it. The All most right. For part.
0: Yeah. I love it. Uh, how can people get in touch with you and ask you more questions about these guilds?
3: Um, so I am on Twitter at uh, at winemall. Um, so yeah, you can reach me there.
0: And that's just W-I-N-E-M.
3: W-I-N-N-E-M-A-L-L.
0: Oh. Yeah. You got it. it's like winnowing out the people who.
3: Sure. Yeah. Pronounce that phonetically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that's where you can find me and I will do my best to be diligent about answering questions
0: sweet uh, I am at Greg Tito uh, feel free to ping me and I'll go and ask Ari all these questions and uh, we'll get to the heart of it but you'll be able to answer a lot of these with Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica that comes out everywhere on November 20th but it should be in game stores on November 9th
3: yes and I just want to point out one other thing about the book if that's okay go for I it I out dice last time and I so I came from I came from Magic, yeah. And uh, on Magic, there was kind of an aversion to maps. Mm. Uh, of late, we're seeing more more maps, but this book has maps of the city of Ravnica. Maps galore! And I couldn't be more excited. Sweet. So I'll, I'll end on that.
0: I can't wait to. Uh, I love maps as well. I think they are a perfect, uh, you know, portal into an imaginary world. So uh, I, I can't wait to see those as well. Awesome. Excellent. Cool. Thanks a lot, Ari. And yeah. uh, we'll be back talking about more guilds uh, at some point. Great. All right. Bye bye. Wasn't that a really okay. good uh, interview? Yes. John Pelham Green. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is such a good Civil War general name. It
0: re- oh my gosh, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the for the like for the Union, in- though, right? Right. <laughs> That's right. Um, one thing I forgot to mention when we were doing all this with the uh, 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 you know the intro was uh, Sirenscape has a whole bunch of sound packs oh, that you can yeah. download and uh, interweave into your game as a dungeon master,
1: including me,
0: including Shelley's and voice, you. and now my voice. That's what were right. you doing? I, uh, well, I I'm going to be the uh, voice of a character that I don't want to tell because it's spoilery ish a little bit. <gasps> But it's super cool. I got to do it. Uh, I just did it on Thursday. And then Ben Looms from Sirenscape is like, all right, it's all done. It's going to be in the sound pack. I'm like, you work so fast. He's it's amazing. so great. Yeah, I love it too. Yep. Uh, so what is Sirenscape? Just real quick, it is a soundboard for you to play uh, sound effects as well as music in your Dungeons & Dragons game. As a Dungeon Master, it's super easy to use. Uh, it's For these sound packs that are uh, surrounding Deep Dragon Heist, it's broken down by chapter. So even just like the locations that you're on, you can just be like, oh, this is what it sounds like. And you just click a button and everything kind of changes. That's so cool. Uh, immediately, and there's there's specific sound cues. Uh, if you don't want to do any of the read aloud text on your own or you want to use Uh-oh. some of the Wizards of the Coast employees uh, doing the read aloud text, you can, because Chris Perkins is in it as Volothamp Gadarn. Uh, I don't think there's any lines from Mert, uh, the money lender but uh, uh, Chris Lindsay was there for the recording uh, and as I said I do something you do something there's a bunch of lines in there that uh, are are able to be used as well so tons of fun oh that
2: was so fun Rudy
0: Rutenberg did his uh, Dernan uh, really? as the proprietor of the Awning Portal which is super cool yeah love it love it too so go check that out it's out uh, in stores in stores it's online now <laughs> you can download it there uh, and then also Beetle and Grimm's uh, Pandemonium Warehouse yeah. coming out this month in <gasps> October uh, I believe, and it uh, is a uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons adventure in a box. Anything you could possibly need to play uh, and play it well, they got real props uh, like the coins uh, and things that we've been talking about, uh, as well as a badge uh, of the watch, some other really fun art- artifacts, blown out. The adventure itself is, is cut up into a little booklet, so if you're running one chapter, you don't have to have, you know have the book cracked open. Maps, artwork. Tons of great stuff, miniatures, everything you need to run a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, handouts—it's all there.
2: That's awesome. Yeah,
0: so check that out. Beetle and Grimm's Pandemonium Warehouse. There's only a limited number of boxes left—the uh, Platinum Edition. So go check it and uh, get it into your game for when it comes out. Okay. All right, that's the last of it, I think. Oh my god! Let's get to our amazing interview I'm with so Wolfgang Bauer and Megan Miracle, all about uh, the Creature Codex. <laughs> We have two amazing people.
2: You can see them. Too. Yes, they're real. <laughs> oh, yay. Here. Thank God.
0: Uh, we have a friend of the show. Friend of the
2: show. Mm-hmm.
0: We'd like to say that over and over again. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wolfgang Bauer. Mm-hmm. Yay. We're here. Thank you. You literally do have to put the microphone in your mouth. In your All mic. right. It's I will talk way. right to the mic. Like three inches. And you can move this around. This is really cool, yeah. All right. oh, yeah,
2: Brian. Brian likes right. when you move it around.
0: Yes. He's like, that's what they're for. <laughs> he does. Really? <laughs> no, we ordered them specifically. Right?
2: Tell him. <laughs> they have the freedom He's not my He can't
0: tell us. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then also joining us is uh, Megan Moracle. Hello. Yay. Hey, Megan, good to see you again. Also
2: becoming a friend of the show. Uh yes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> She's on her way. That's how we
0: make friends in this day, and age. We're like, now you're a friend. Do
2: you want to yeah. be on my show? I friended you on this show. <laughs> Yay.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. That's
1: not how
0: this works. Uh, so, uh, of course, you guys are working on stuff <gasps> from Cobalt Press. Yes, we are. are you, I think that's what you wanted to talk about, right? Or do you just want to... We can talk about other stuff. Uh, so let's just jump right into politics. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, God, <no. laughs> let's open with that. <laughs> uh, there's monsters. Uh, yes. And they have... And I'm still talking about politics. Oh, um, No. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, but yeah, what's uh, what's been going on for you guys? Uh, well, uh, we sort of talked about it last time when we were here. We said that we were kickstarting this big monster book called The Creature Codex. Yes. Now it's done. So that wasn't
2: Woo. that long ago.
4: It was actually was the it? shortest turn we've ever done on a 424-page okay. book. It Whoa. Like- that was like December or something, right? And <laughs> now here it is September, and boom, there's a book. We worked for a year in advance before we launched it, and...
0: It's ready to go, and so we were ready to
4: and go. And shows. Oh my goodness! Well, that's Is all it? Megan's genius.
1: Well, work. you know, <laughs> I'm looking, I like to read credits. Oh, and the
4: artists. And yeah. And so you want to read the credits? I do there's like a to
2: read the them. credits. Let's do,
4: let's do. a
0: dramatic reading read, of all of the them. I'm
2: going to read the name of all your playtesters very slowly. <laughs> there's hundreds <laughs> of <laughs> <hours>. them. <laughs> no, lead editor and developer. There's only one name, uh-huh. there, and that's Megan's name. Okay. And it's a 400-page book. Uh huh. Yeah. And you're smiling.
5: What? Yeah. How? Uh, uh, oh, uh, Wolfgang said edit, and I said yes. <laughs> what, is the,
2: what does the developer part mean?
5: Oh, okay, so, um, well, especially because uh, for, I guess, anybody that doesn't know, in our Kickstarter, we allowed the backers to submit monsters to us. Yeah. Cool. So uh, you can imagine we got a lot of random things. So we only had space for 46 of those monsters. And uh, we had, what, almost 500 people We had submit? about
4: 500 submissions. So we took the top yeah. 10%. It was right. all good.
5: Yes. Yeah, there were a lot of really good submissions, so it was really, really hard to, to narrow it down. But part of the development in that is that I couldn't really go back and forth with those backers, yeah. right? Um, so if any of the monsters need tweaking, I had to do that, or I had to get one of the other developers or designers to do that. Uh, so that's part of the developmental process is just uh, making sure to go back be like, hey, here's a, an issue I see with the creature uh, going back to the designer and saying, hey, can you rework it? But in the case of the backers, couldn't do that, so then I had to rework it. And then we went through with playtesting and things like that. And then with the playtesters, some of them would bring feedback to us and say, hey, we see a problem with the creature. And then we would go through and make those changes, and I did a lot of those changes. So, so when you say you couldn't go back
2: to the backer just because of how much time it would take to go back and forth with 46 Correct. people?
5: Yeah. right. And we had, I think, 10 of those people or – Oh, ten additional We had ten commissions.
4: commissions as well. So Sean Merwin, who does a little bit of work in uh, the D&D sphere. Quite a bit. Uh, we had ten people say, well, I just want you to take my idea and have somebody like who can write and mm-hmm. be a game designer do it. And so those ten were Sean's creations then based on these seeds we got. Oh, that's
1: cool. Um,
4: and obviously those were, you know, there were some wild ideas and some of my favorite monsters. But also some where were like... That's a really hard one, Sean. <laughs> There's
1: one. You, <laughs> you go ahead. You make it pretty. Yeah.
4: What were some of those? Do you remember what those? Well, the dream weird monster idea? is the classic example of everybody thinks it's cool. It's hard to make it work. So the dream wraith in the book. Now is, I'm oh, to go to your. Now you gotta check it out. Yeah, but right. it's one of those where there,
1: you know it, it can
4: split the Thank party you. and it only attacks one person at a time and it's sort of this. Separate track, and it's not a standard combat, and there's just, and I think it worked out really well, yeah. Um, and the creepy art, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as yeah, someone who weird. hated uh Freddy Krueger
0: and Nightmare on Elm Street for the reason of like, oh, I don't want to go to sleep anymore, <laughs> so right. I'm gonna
4: be a kid and stay up all the time. Yeah. This is
0: the
5: especially squire doesn't and, look in fun either, yeah. The Dream
4: Squire <laughs> is horrible in a different way. Uh, some of the other, I think he did the Undead Phoenix. Yes, that was the one Undead of. Undead Phoenix,
5: um, the Zen Absorber. One of my personal favorites. Oh yeah, that one mm-hmm. was
4: hard too. Because like really a monster hard. that absorbs the powers of other monsters. <laughs> right? That seems easy to design, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> right. Oh. Sean. I mean, really, we pitched him some tough. Oh yeah, or the the people who commission them.
5: Yeah, and then we had I think there was one of them was the Arc Mag, which was like the little tick that absorbs magic damage, or like Mm -hmm. it sits on a spellcaster and like eats your magic (gasps) as you're casting spells. Rude, yeah, horrible. And then what does it do with it? Um, Use it against you. Well, it kind of eats it, and then like every time it eats magic from you, you take damage. There's but probably you little get of a, that come out the ex- other
4: end, but we don't talk
5: about it. <laughs> <that. laughs> I was just going to say, does it
4: excrete magic as well?
1: Yeah. Compost We, we
5: magic. don't get Compost that granular <laughs> with these. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ew. good for the environment. <laughs> yes. Recycle your mana, people. <laughs> this
1: is crazy. Uh,
5: we also
4: did a lot of shadow monsters, although I don't know if, if those – we did like certain categories this time that we didn't do last time. Last time it was all about the fae, for instance, and constructs. Mm. And this time we did, where, where did we go overboard? Oh, and last time we did Water Monsters to an excessive yeah. degree. Uh, <laughs> was
2: that like by choice or just because so many just submissions sort of, has happened to be? Sometimes
4: there's something in the atmosphere where like, yeah. designers all want to go one way. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like there being multiple uh, uh, meteorite hitting the Earth movies yeah. at the same time. It's just uh, something in the air. Everyone said, let's do golems. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. I, know, I was just on the golem page and I was like, Okay, oh, there's, there's, like there's a hair golem? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's pretty creepy. Cool. Yes, hair, blood, glass, Ooh, gross. the flying polyp, lesser gong, oh, for flying the polyp. Love of God. You can blame Lovecraft for that one. Yeah, that's creep. That's creepy. Well, yeah. if
5: you want the pretty pictures, go for the Drakes.
0: The Drakes, are the Drakes yeah, and right. the, the Dragons. Dragon dragon. dragon. I mean, I think my girl would love these foxes. This foxen.
4: Yeah, like the foxen and the kitsune are both sort of furry, charming. Yeah, take your face off. They
5: <laughs> <laughs> Paper gong. I don't
4: know which way uh, the it's weird. Drake.
5: I, I have notes and. Uh, Drake goes under D, oh,
0: so okay. go back.
5: And the drakes are around 130.
0: <laughs> How do, <can> you, 130. <laughs> the Dewey Decimal System.
5: <laughs> what is these numbers? You know, it's funny you mention did that because actually that in the pattern? back of the book we've got a, an index that's got all the oh, yeah. creatures God, yes. by type and by CR and by you terrain.
4: You guys have, a, have a, like an like a intuitive index? We, we did a much it. bigger indexing job than last time. We did them by CR, by terrain, smart, and by, by type. type. Because there's a lot of monsters in here. Yes. There are. How many? Uh, it's not quite 400 because we did a bunch of two page spreads. Oh,
1: okay.
4: uh, so we're slightly shy of 400, which is the number we had last time. It was like 402, and now we're at like 395 or something. That's so. still pretty good, though. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say. There's probably some
2: wiggle
4: room there. Well, it's, we made some room for all those indexes. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you could say almost a, 400. Yes.
0: Who came good.
5: up with a paper golem? Uh, oh. I think that was a backer submission, actually. A backer submission? Yes, yeah, that was, was not a right. Of paper? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like like your your spellbook comes to life and eats you. Oh, oh my god! Actually, guys. we have I think we have like three or four different monsters that are all about wizards being paranoid about losing their spellbooks. Seeing like keep saying like a paranoid spellcaster. Right, uh-huh. so there's, there's the Yeah, there's the paper golem. We've got the inkling. Um, the
4: bookkeeper was a back. Yeah, the submission.
5: bookkeeper was another one, and then I think Ink Guardian or something oh, like that. Yeah, this is a scary looking. The Grindel. Lo- Can we yeah, show that's this sort guy? Of a
4: Harry Potter. Well, okay, it predates Harry, but <laughs> yeah, so it's, like it's a really <laughs> the Grindylow's an old Scottish <laughs> yes. myth. But
0: oh, look at his little The weird face. art is
4: just hideous
0: and.
1: <laughs> nasty.
0: Uh Shelly's available to do voices <laughs> for <laughs> your uh creature Voice. codex companion uh sound packs that sound <laughs> packs
1: coming <laughs> soon.
5: Don't like it. Did you get any submissions from kids? No, uh I don't think I don't. anybody gave us their ages. We didn't
4: ask for I ages. Just feel like that would be but really the cool. thing is everybody who submitted the the <gasps> backer monsters, they all had credit cards, so we assumed oh. a certain level of <laughs> legally they had to be at least 18 years old just yeah. to, to do that or they we got did their contracts with them. Yeah. They got paid for their submissions. That, oh. that is very cool cuz you know, they, they should be. They paid It was weird. You and then they well, you paid the them. Well, here's the thing. It's too late now, but at the time you could put $1 into the kitty and that would let you submit a monster, right? Uh-huh. So I was like, we're going to get like 500 people who pledge $1 to the Kickstarter. And then there's going to be 500 submissions from people who are otherwise uninvested. And no, it was like 50 or 60 people took us up on the one dollar offer. Most people were like, "No, my monster's clearly getting in, so I'm just going to pre-purchase the book
1: now." Oh. <laughs> like, uh, that makes dis- sense. Yeah.
0: Disappoint
4: some of you. <laughs>
1: well
4: very cool so now these are all being shipped out now is that they t- are shipped out now they 've already gone out to the Kickstarter backers and mm-hmm. the pre-orders and they're available in the cobalt press store Sweet. online and they will be in your local game store this September if they're not there already um, so by the end of the month you should absolutely be seeing this there's a set of pawns that goes with them um,
2: actually the f- pawns are cool the
4: pawns are cool so like here's the thing most of these monsters are stuff that D&D players don't already know, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they haven't been in prior editions. You haven't seen these guys. So where do you get the minis, right? If you love to play with a whole lot of them um, on your tabletop, you have to fake it uh, with the mini? I hate that. So we did 300 pawns as cardboard cutouts on really heavy stock, and you put them down on the map, and there it is, the full-color art front and back. Um,
2: It's a good idea.
4: Yeah, it is kind of a neat idea to... To make it more playable right away. Plus, we did, yeah, a bunch of NPCs and cultists yeah, like and too. all that void magic. What was it about void magic, Megan? Why? Why did we have?
5: I, you know, I just edit this stuff. <laughs> 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 the designers are like, I want this really dark thing, and he's got like an event horizon in his chest, and I'm like, all right, sure. You misspelled something. There you go. All right. Spellcaster <laughs> 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 no, say the
0: Horizon that. in his chest. Like, that's
2: horrible. <laughs> yes.
5: Yeah. That's the void rack mage. yeah. void rack mage again.
2: Blame it on the spellcaster. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, a void mage is a spellcaster whose reckless experimentation has accidentally fused it. That's core D&D portal. right
4: there. Reckless experimentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, owl bear. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, every...
2: That was an excellent experiment.
4: Every mad mage <laughs> gone wrong.
2: Yes, yes exactly. Come on.
4: It's a big part. It's
0: a well, big part of it.
2: you got to
4: use that power responsibly, Shelley. I know. Yeah. Or it. irresponsibly and become a void racked mage. I don't want to. <laughs> Irresponsible.
0: I
2: wouldn't be the type of magic user that would dabble in this sort of magic. If I knew there... It often leads to unexpected and horrific results. That's all
1: I would need You wouldn't need to dabble. Hear.
4: You'd go whole Step hog. Away. <laughs> <laughs> Step
1: away. <laughs> Step away. Yeah, right. Why dabbles? <laughs> Why dabble? Lean into this. I'm going all in. All I want. In. I
2: want
0: delicious <gasps> magic. Is a Whoa. oh the
4: Wendigo? No, the spawn of Chernobog. That's
2: not what I expected. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's show him too.
4: Oh yeah. So if you've watched a Bear with Antlers, American Gods, right? Like Chernobog is. All over that, the dark Russian god of night and murder—really mm. a cheerful figure to begin yep, with. Totally, just like all that, uh, those
0: American gods—they're just they're really just they pleasant. Are. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I guess there's one that was pleasant. <laughs>
4: Chernobog oh. likes to drink vodka and behead people, right? I mean, that's that's his thing. That's folklore, and his spawn are bears with glowing eyes and antlers. And so. Antlers.
2: What's better than a two-headed cobra?
4: a three-headed
2: cobra. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you have a three-headed cobra. You
4: know, we did a bunch of <laughs> animal lords, and then we said, we need to give the animal lords cool monster minions, yep. like uh. three-headed cobras. Yep. Yes.
5: Um, yes. The queen of serpents has her three-headed cobra bodyguards.
2: Cool.
0: Like you do. Yeah. yeah.
5: I feel like they're kind of like an acapella group. <laughs>
2: that's what I see when I look at them. <laughs> well,
4: that's when the snapping comes in. <laughs> Always we hit the musical number with the animal lords. Always. There's always little theater (laughs) involved. Well, you might remember them. They were big in the Planescape era, right? Animal Lords, 2E, D&D. There was like the Cat Lord, and I forget how many there were. The Cat Lord is the one that sticks in my brain. You just like cats. That's Uh, right. I'm a dog person, I swear to you. No. No? <laughs> no, I don't no. think it's Oh, come on. There's a monster called the Monkey King in here. <laughs> oh, there is right? What? Yeah. It's
2: about
1: time. Is it a picture of you? Uh,
4: it should be. <laughs>
2: How, <laughs> How has there not been one it, before? It's under S for Simi. It's semi- under
0: S. S. Thank S. you. He's
4: not an reading. animal lord.
0: He's under S. He's under S. S. I was going to point out that Ouroboros, which is 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 great to have an actual mm. yeah. uh, monstrous Version of that.
5: Well, and he's fun too because he has this flip where he flips back and forth between like an evil thing and a good-aligned thing. You know, it's the yeah, life-giving it. and life-taking. It's really yeah, really just like all switch. fate, yep, really. You give it and you yeah, take
4: it. and this is you as the Monkey King. That's me swinging on a
5: vine. Did, did you submit that one?
2: Is that your submission? <laughs> I. I don't remember
4: that I wrote that one. No, I think I gave that to Dan Dillon, who also does just a tiny bit of work. Oh, for, Dan
2: Dillon. Yeah. I, don't know, I recognize a lot of these names. Mm-hmm. right.
4: James Introcasso and James Hake, who I think both did some mm-hmm. City Book, I heard.
2: Or, yeah. Uh, something about yeah, that. Yeah,
4: small release. Freelancers small. on the uh, uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Yeah. And of course, also designers in the Creature Codex uh, stable. They did a bunch of good monsters. Nice. Yeah. Uh, is, that how it, is that how you do it when you're no, – obviously you're getting the submissions from uh, uh, the
0: bankers, but then do you just uh, hire on people and be like, here, do whatever you need to do? Or do you sign like, hey, these are the concepts and then flesh them out?
4: Oh, it was some of both. Um, a lot of it was concepts <laughs> like, OK, we need the Monkey King. We need Animal Lords. Right. We need things to support the Animal Lords. But in every single case, if I'm going to someone like James Hake or Andrew Cassow or whoever, Dan Dillon – I'm not just going to say, "Well, Dan, you have to do these 12 and nothing else. I don't want to hear from you, right?" Paint in the lines, nothing else. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And every single one of those there was, well, here's 12. If none of the, if some of them don't resonate with you at all, ditch it. Pitch me something better. Yeah. And a number of the designers said, "Yeah, you know, I like 10 out of 12 and here's my two that I absolutely want to write." Hmm. Um or, you know, here's 50, <laughs> and here's three I want to write. Um, so so it's a mix. That's cool. I like that. Because, I mean, you let people's uh, creativity flow if you want
0: to, but then sometimes you need a prompt. You sometimes see you it in something. the
4: backer monsters, too, right? Some of them are crazy. Mm. Uh, the Demon Maw Hydra is a legendary beast, uh, or it has legendary actions, um, The shark bowl ooze. (laughs) Shark bowl ooze. See, that
2: sounds like one from a kid.
4: Yeah. See, ooze, comma shark bowl. Oh, Oh, okay. Uh, It's it's Doctor Evil all over, right?
0: Lots
2: of oozes.
0: There it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, so there's a shark inside the ooze, which looks like a bowl. Yes. (laughs)
4: And I got that just from glancing at the art. So kudos
0: oh, to the artist. Yeah. <laughs> and giant shark
1: And if the words
4: wizard experiment do not appear in this description, eh, we've done something. <laughs> something
2: <laughs> wrong. But this is just the kind of stuff. Again,
4: that w- they're making fun of the spellcasters
0: uh, uh, show. We're mocking the,
2: them. <laughs> the giant shark bolt doesn't require sleep. No. No. It doesn't.
4: No. No. But the shark inside, though, does. That's an important (laughs) element of its lore (laughs) and history. I do
2: not want to be attacked by this giant shark bull ooze. Well, that's
4: (laughs) going to happen now. (laughs) Totally going to attack Shelly. Uh, or, or more, her character more, more. Right. More importantly,
1: yes, <laughs> Let's hope so.
2: because getting that much appetite.
4: gelatin and a shark like into the wizard's offices is more difficult. I
2: see it. Well, but in now,
4: now that not. feels like a challenge, though. <laughs> well, <okay. laughs> April, uh, yeah, April. Yeah, I'm can, in. Yeah. Uh,
0: so Megan, when when you get like all of these things that come in, how like are there ones that you're like, oh, this one's mostly done. I just need to change the apostrophe. or Are there ones where you're like, okay, this is going to take way more or does it end up being like you spend around the same time on each one?
5: Um, No, it's a mixture of both. There's some that that come in like just straight up, just really, really good. Um, And that's just from any designers, right? Some designers kind of go overboard. Some designers don't give us quite enough. Mm -hmm. Um, We had, I know there was one creature where we went and uh, we're like, hey, this just isn't really working out. I mean, the concept was really, really strong, but the execution wasn't done as well. So we took it back to the designer. We're like, hey, it's not really working out for us. What can you do? The designer ran with that, completely redesigned the creature. And now the final creature, the redesigned creature, which I believe is much stronger, Um, not necessarily power level, but just a a, a stronger concept and much better, more realized concept of a creature is now fully in the book. Uh, Whereas the original concept probably wasn't as strong.
1: Mm.
5: Or the concept was strong, but the execution wasn't. And then there's others that I don't have to do much to at all. Um, And that's usually the smaller creatures. Their, Their mechanics aren't quite as complicated. When the mechanics started getting more complicated, then you have to think of how players would interact with this or how DMs would realistically use it. And and all of those factors have to come into play. And when you're designing, like, should this be, you know, three times a day or two times a day and and little things like that. Right.
4: Yeah, we do have, like, CR one-eighth, CR one-quarter. We have a lot of those and a bunch of them. I liked one thing you suggested several times, which was could this be a familiar?
2: Right. Oh, interesting.
4: Um, Because it's like, wow, it's a flying cat or it's a – what was the dinosaur one? Oh, Compsog Mathis.
5: Yeah, that ended up being in the that other. And I
4: wound up being somewhere else. We yeah. had to cut that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem when you got so many monsters. You're like,
5: "Oh, well, your s- codex." But yeah, two. we we had yeah. a bunch of smaller creatures that were relatively low CR and it's like, "Well, I mean, me personally, I I know my players, and I know if my players see something cute and adorable, they're going to want to keep it, not mm-hmm. kill it. For sure. Uh, so then, you know, it's it's fun to have Good. small see, ways. We're not that you can
4: always it. hostile to spellcasters. <laughs> we're giving them new familiars,
5: right? Like the Leonino is a you're little cute kill it cat right in front of them. <laughs> well, I'm, that, that keeps happens to cats.
4: familiars all the time. <laughs> it speaks to different Dungeon Master styles mm-hmm. out there. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, and I like that you guys uh, mostly keep to like one monster per page. Yeah, the I, exceptions are
4: like dragons, demon lords. Yeah, uh, some of the legendary stuff, the liches. We did two new liches.
0: So do you yes. do that through uh, y- um, you know just straight up word count, or are you just like okay, yeah, you must give me you know four hundred page or four hundred words, and that's it.
5: Uh, yeah, word count goes into a lot of it to make sure that. And, and there's some creatures that were about two pages, and we're like, you know what, this creature doesn't really need to be two <laughs> pages worth of text, so we had to cut it down. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> <Boy>. uh, <laughs>
2: Look at page three seventeen, Razor Leaf. I like his yes. expression; like he just got caught. Coming out of the shower.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Over.
0: Okay. Would you like to see razor Leaf? Did I leave the Ambro? Yeah. Did I leave the oh. oven on?
2: What are you doing here? <laughs> well, I mean, the art on is conditioning my hair.
0: It <laughs> almost looks like uh, uh, <laughs> the beginning of Alice in Wonderland when, in the Disney version, when she's like talking to the the, uh, the flowers. Or, yeah, with
4: oh, the flowers. yes. right. All the different flowers. That that face reminds me of one of the flowers. There's a few plant Types in here. Yes. Uh, the uh, aliomite is a cute one, sort oh, of a yes. fey plant toward the front. I think the art looks very Tony DiTerlizi. Um, nice. Uh, yeah.
5: The aliomite is
4: page thirteen.
0: Page thirteen. Oh, Do you have notes? I love well, that you have a I, cheat sheet.
5: Well, my notes were for ones that I particularly liked. And uh, so. the
0: aliomite was one of them. Yes. Elf. Alumite. That's cute. It Kind of looks like
5: Groot. It does. Kind of Groot. It was one of the friend of Groot. One of the early backer monsters that kind of all the judges latched onto. They're like, isn't that just such a, forgive the pun, but it's an idea that's full of flavor to have onion people. Yeah. Uh, so it was just, it was a fun little neat idea, and it was well executed. So we're like, yeah, sure.
0: Oh, this is the, So when you're, you know, walking through uh, a
4: field or something like that, and you see those blades
0: of,
5: yes. of onion,
1: mm.
4: this is what's underneath them. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And sense. it's low CR, and it fits into like goblin-y, fey, whimsical, mm-hmm. whimsical, except of stench bombs yeah. <laughs> and it makes every meal better really yes. yeah. really mm-hmm. the flavor pairs with everything
5: <laughs> <laughs> it brings yeah. out
4: the soup you win the fight and then you have something to eat after
5: oh, well and the, the fun thing about it too is that they're not necessarily evil they just have their they have their agenda so it's something you could realistically throw at players that you know farmers are asking for help because they're having these issues and then the players come across it and they think okay well, we just got to go kill something it's like well no actually it's a people right so right. now we got to figure out a way to balance between the farmers and we them. are
4: the onion people
5: Right. I love that. Is this a, a heart in his mouth? Yes. Yes. Okay.
4: So yeah. the Amut is an old Egyptian figure, mm-hmm. um, which I thought we did in Tome of Beast, but it turned out we didn't. And so I'm like, well.
2: It's yeah. kind of like a turducken.
4: Yeah, it's the thing that eats your heart <laughs> like a in the afterlife. hippo lion,
2: alligator heart eater? Hippo
1: lions. <laughs> Put them all in there.
4: Yes. After the Egyptians weigh your spirit in the balance, right, a feather in one side of the scale and your heart in the other, if you fall on the wrong side of that, it gets to eat your heart.
2: Okay. That's
4: fair. Totally. And it's tasty.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of... They got to
4: eat. the worst sort of afterlife soul-eating crocodile demon.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And eat souls. It's It's nightmarish. Mm -hmm. So how did the art work for this? Like, what... Who did the art orders? and
4: Well, that was all Mark Radel. He's mm-hmm. the art director for Cobalt Press. He got...
2: For all of these monsters?
4: Yes, for all of these. And, of course, the list of art credits is like 30 people long, and there are Magic the Gathering artists on there and Hearthstone artists and people who've been doing art for Cobalt Press for years and a few new ones. Good. Um, and he had to assign and check the sketches and, you know, correct... Um, all the art when it didn't match the description or, or yep. uh, wasn't interesting enough in one yes. way or another. <laughs> you
2: see, he had to go back to all of, he was working with all of these individual artists mm-hmm. on each of these pieces. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a big
1: job.
4: And so it was commissioned over many months um, and like all the art then of course appears on the pawns. it's in the book um, and it's we wanted it all to be the kind of art that you want to go hey it looks like this. Yeah definitely. Right. right? Not just uh, this is sort of a Field guide, kind of boring, standing there uh, piece. And the artist really came through for us. I have to say the color is really great. Um, some of them are just way more terrifying than they have any right to be. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's moments of cuteness too, right? It's not all super dark and horrible. Like like this Faye Drake is, is kind of a cool one. The Faye Drake is very cool. I
0: do like the artwork again. I think my girl would love that because mm-hmm. she's into... All things fantasy and butterflies. Uh, but this bathhouse Drake. Yeah. That's, that's is a very confusing one of the ones I
5: really like <laughs> Yeah. Well, I like it because it, it felt very Miyazaki. Mm. Right, so if you like Studio uh, Ghibli Ghibli films, uh, it it feels like that because it's very much like it's a bathhouse, right? It runs a bathhouse, its (laughs) lair is actually this spa that you can go to, kind of thing. So it becomes this more like wise figure that you can come across, yeah. And I I just thought that was a really interesting concept.
0: It is a cool concept because you're like, what would a uh, what kind of
4: business would a dragon have,
5: right?
0: Right?
4: And like,
5: oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, a bathhouse, bathhouse? yeah. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Seems perfect.
0: It
1: can keep right.
4: the waters warm. It yeah. can, you know, spa-like steam.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah. if dragons are known for one thing, it's treating themselves. Yep. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Decadence.
0: They they, they,
2: they they appreciate.
4: They like to luxuriate. Yeah. And have you seen the rates that spas charge these days? It's a steady
0: income
2: <laughs> stream, right? Mm-hmm. right?
4: And it all goes to
0: the Drakes. Yeah. Of the world <laughs> yes. from Canada. Wait, no, that's, that's not true. <laughs> they like really big sweaters. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, tons of fun stuff in here. And I like that, you know, there's, there's uh, well, like with any um, monster-heavy D&D book, it's like each one of them tells a story. Like immediately you want to be mm-hmm. like, oh, how could I, you know, get into this and use this in my game and get this? And sometimes they're just like, oh, little uh, distractions, but there's a lot of stuff in here that you almost want to build entire campaigns around.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we Such as the Midgard setting. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some – it's not a Midgard book, right? There's no Midgard logo on this. It's not specific to the Kobold Press setting. Um, but there are sidebars, yeah. I don't know, for a couple dozen of these, like the ones that are really just ripped directly from the Midgard right. setting. Yeah. We felt it was kind of doing them a disservice not to say, well, this originally came from Midgard, and if you happen to be playing in that campaign world, then here's what you need to know. Uh, so for a couple of the uh, the blood mages mm-hmm. and some of the void stuff, where there are specific spells in the Midgard Heroes Handbook, something like that, yeah. we offer the straight up list uh, spell list mm-hmm. for the caster out of players' handbook, um, and then we offer uh, a, an alternate spell list if you have access to things like the blood magic list or the void magic list uh, from your Midgard books. Right. Right. That makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, we didn't want to make it compulsory, but yeah. if we wanted you, it to be accessible. Yeah.
5: So. I dig that.
4: I dig that a lot. And I don't know if you guys can smell it over the microphones, but it smells really good in it here.
0: Does. It does. Like it smells like new, like new books.
4: books. New book smell. Oh, my
1: God. Whoa, Before I forget, the of the vine. Wait,
4: I brought the mysterious box.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that over yeah,
0: there. Well, yeah, well, I'm going to. You were sh- pulling like a J.J. J. Abrams thing where just, there was a box and you weren't going to tell us what was in it.
4: I wasn't going to see. I don't know if Shelly can see that. <laughs>
0: all right i saw the logo for you too uh on twitter somebody threw those uh at us nice are these actual oh, stickers
1: guys. these are actual way. stickers that's so great
0: yes we discussed it
4: last year so it says toma beasts 2 electric beast Lou." Oh, that's These right. stickers went out to our <laughs> Kickstarter backers. That's yep. awesome!
2: Yay!
1: And yeah. we have
4: like fifty more. We should just leave them around here in the Sweet.
1: offices. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, we, we will uh, uh, paste them everywhere we can. Stickers are where it's at. <laughs> we Definitely. we
4: loved that, that uh, uh, you guys came in and did <laughs> 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 That's so good.
2: That is awesome. That's
4: part of the fun of things like Kickstarters. You can do like.
2: Oh you yeah! Know. Yes. Was this a fan that said this? It, or was it you?
4: I think it was on the stream here. I think so too. Yeah, it was a stream comment on this yeah. show. See? And I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> and it must occur. <laughs> Electric- and it must occur. And, it must occur. <laughs> and of course, Mark said, well, I can whip up a logo if you want. And I'm like, would you please make it look like the 80s? <laughs> and he did. And he yeah. did. And, and then I said, well, or some backer said, so is that the real title? And I was like, no. <laughs> But we're going to give you something. If you want to paste this on the front of your book, <laughs> you can. You can
1: <laughs>
5: cover you over the real title.
4: Has anyone ever done it with the
0: uh, the collector's edition cover there? Uh, I <laughs> haven't don't.
5: seen any pictures of it yet. But.
0: No, I think the collector's edition. It's too nice. It is too nice, <laughs> right? Yeah, but that's the thing with the book plates, you know. We
4: can put it on the inside at the very least, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it
0: there. Oh, yeah, good idea. So
4: Yeah, um, that's, that's where awesome. we're we're at. We've got another project coming down the pike in the not-too-distant future. We're going to go visit Baba Yaga for a while. Uh, She's pretty cool out here. Um, She's got a really cool place.
5: Uh, <laughs> She's in there. Walks the around here. on chicken yeah, legs. Yeah, <laughs> her stats are her?
4: in the Creature Codex. Nice. And Under Baba or Yaga? Oh, there, like there, there she is. is. There she is. <laughs> And her dentures. Her, I think D&D started her up at one point. Too. Yes. So like in first edition? Is
0: so that, we should have the two of the versions fight pair. each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is the one Which true reigns supreme? Baba Yaga. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a, a, a Halloween uh, <laughs> episode or something to do on the stream.
4: Freddy versus Jason.
0: Oh, that's oh, a great idea. idea. Oh, she
2: got a two-page spread. I we don't should know. totally do that. I just feel like this, like... Kindred connection to her, I don't know. Why.
0: <laughs> and you're the one who's saying, like, why are all spellcasters get this bad <laughs> yeah, rap? I <no>. <laughs> just
2: like. I kind of feel like nobody understands you. You probably just want five minutes alone. <laughs> My God, she understands you. She needs to get with the servant of the vine over here. Uh huh. Because that's a good monster, right? Does yes. That mean you
4: have the servant iron of the vine teeth? is the happy elf who like it's who the Jim Morrison elf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty, and or there's a bar brawl. There is. Oh, the bar yeah, brawl was, one. was that a backer submission? I think it, it was. was. Yeah, And it was like <laughs> all the judges went, oh, Another yeah, that car. would simplify my life tremendously. <laughs> yes. Instead of like running 15 NPCs, why don't you make it one set of stats? <laughs> oh, that's so smart. And then oh, the brawl yeah. is like one thing for me to track and I can just be you know ah, throws a
2: chair ah, it's- that's a really good idea well
4: yeah we thought so, so we- <laughs> <laughs> street get that backer on your on your I know. pay list I'm hoping some of these backers show up like in future saying well, here's a query I'd like remember me from Creature Codex <laughs> well here's my next project and it will be like no and you're like uh, but Barbara. And you're like, oh I remember <laughs> that yes ah, li- you're Mr. liquid
2: Barbara. courage that's awesome liquid
4: courage
0: yes. isn't that's isn't a it?
2: bonus action the Barbara imbibes nearby alcohol to gain access to a hidden reservoir of audacity and grit. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> this seems like your monster, Shelley.
5: I kind of am into them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my other favorite one is the weasel that hunts dragons. Oh. <laughs> I can't end well.
4: Ichnumon. I- yes. Oh, boy. It is page 224. 224.
0: My
5: other favorite part about it is the subtlety in the art, because uh, yeah. the shadow of a dragon is above it. Well, That's cool. <sighs> I see it now. Yeah. I didn't
0: see it's, it. It's this like, really, like yeah. mongoose Cobra. Oh, yeah. It's mongoose Cobra, yeah.
4: except it, like, I
1: it's think it goes back
4: nice. to medieval bestiaries. That's why the name's weird. The Ichnumon yeah. is sort of a Latinate name. Mm. But apparently medieval monks all were convinced the way to kill a dragon was to find an ichneumon first. Yep. That's easy.
1: Yeah,
4: of and course. It will weasel its way into the dragon <laughs> lair. Take care of your problem.
5: Take yeah, care I, of your problem. It's, <laughs> it's one wrong. of my, my favorite pieces to to show the subtlety in a lot of the art because the the dragon shadow yeah it's is, so is there and then there's a we've got a few other creatures where if you look closely at the art the um, it's very subtle just showing what the creature actually is and does kind of in the background or whatever. Mm. All right, how do you pronounce this name? The one next to it. Uh, ooh, Idirak. I, oh, the Idirak. I just spell it correctly. I, Idirak. I have no idea. <laughs> just make sure the letters that's are organized That's one of the problems correctly. of
0: fantasy right. when you say things out loud for the first time. You're like, is
4: this right?
5: Look at her no, mouth. That, that actually was something. I I, upside down. Uh, right? We had a couple oh, monsters oh, where
4: we wanted to, to change ta-ta. up the name. Right? Yeah, we yeah. did
5: have to change a few names because when you said it out loud, you're like, mm, that's going to, mm, no, I know what people are going to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I game with people around a table. Yes. That is not a good one.
0: I had a dungeon master, and you, got, you guys kind of mentioned a little bit with the void. And other things, but like there was a magic that was uh, you, know, you, you felt the taint. Uh, in inside you, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, the table said, <laughs> yeah. "Oh,
4: taint! That good old taint magic." I'm gonna cast taint magic on myself right now.
1: Okay.
4: Oh. <laughs> and like the whole seriousness of the moment was gone. Exactly, and he's like, oh, "I hate players You're being corrupted by a violent evil force." No, no, it's over. <laughs> Give it up. That's why it should have been Perineum uh, yeah. magic. <laughs> sure, Latin word. Never gets mine, yes. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> my perennial. Oh,
0: yeah. oh, there's oh. another
5: one. The gorling, I also really oh. like. Oh,
0: so we have is very gross.
5: We have like three different creatures that are kind of the junk creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got the junk shaman, obviously, he uses junk around the city. Oh, god, the gorling <laughs> is kind of like what does a necromancer do with leftover parts like fingers and hands and feet? Okay, well, he turns it into a little creature. that's a, a pile of hands. Right? And then oh. when you attack it, it then just becomes more of itself. And I like that there's a variant.
2: There's a rotten version.
4: <laughs> if it's not gross enough, if it's not fresh oh, anymore, right. the gorling's gone off. So it's
2: gooey, black and in, green. Und- um, what I
0: like about art. what you guys did with getting the art orders and stuff in here, and you know, obviously the the, the, the mechanics, I assume, all work. Yeah, we uh, think so. Phew. Okay, good. <laughs> you were playtesting we, it quite a bit. We had a lot of playtesters, yes. Uh, but it's got that visceral connection immediately just from the art of it, and uh, I'm going to tell a little quick story this morning. I threw away my garbage into the... Uh, uh, composting can't. machine, like you're oh, in a mm. composting bin like you do here in Seattle, uh, and there was all maggots in there Ew. this morning. where? In my house. Well, not in my house, but like, you know, in the alley as I threw away maggot? stuff. I was like, there's the maggots so maggot throwing else. away meat in I, the Somebody compost? must have done it when I wasn't watching. Uh, I don't know. But I can't get that image out of my head. There's something <laughs> so, like, just viscerally uh, vile, uh, vile about inspired? No, I'm not inspired, but I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, probably for the is, um, if you want a, maggot golem.
5: Uh, if you want a flashback, you can go to the Pluresh demon. So it's oh, under yeah. demon, Pluresh, It's a that's a Dan Dylan creation, I believe. It's a little worm swarm demon.
4: Damn, Daniel.
5: It's always the nice ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's
4: such a friendly, well-spoken guy, and then yeah. you dredge through oh, his imagination yeah, there's for, your compost bin right yeah, there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> see there Page it 89. is. Eighty
4: nine. Eighty
2: nine. The colors oh, God, are nice. I don't want to see it.
4: I don't want to see it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you do. See? Uh, it's
0: just really like go. this morning. Oh. Uh,
2: just like this morning.
0: Yeah.
4: There's no reason the demon can't be a wriggling mass of maggoty worms.
0: Right. And usually they are. You mm-hmm. know? That's, mm-hmm. what they, that's they, how they work. Yeah, a There's impression.
4: a wind demon a couple pages on, which is really the fart demon.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, oh, too oh, that classy one
4: to, you know. Yes. The wind demon? Yes. yes. Yeah. I saw look at the it.
2: green gas. Mm. And
4: I know when you see it, ah. you both immediately said to yourself, well, that's. That's Dante, right? That's Canto 21 of the Inferno, Uh, right? absolutely. Where the demons fart. Did I say
2: that out loud? (laughs) Yeah, I
4: mean, you're class... Get out of my head, Wolfgang. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, okay, no one's going to get that reference, but, you know. Clearly, that's what we were Clearly, thinking.
0: Clearly, that's what the that's, fart demon was all about. That's my story. The yeah. Um,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, this kind of looks like you a little bit, Shelley. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I
2: see the similarity. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a kindred connection.
0: Oh, we had fun I feel you, wind demon. I feel you.
2: <laughs> Are you also on Weight Watchers? Oh, my gosh. There's no, there's so many
0: points that this person is not consuming.
2: <laughs> do you eat a can of black beans for lunch every day, too? Um, <laughs> my cabbage I guess I do. is zero
4: points for cabbage,
2: man. <laughs>
1: I'm going to fly away. <laughs>
0: oh <laughs> my god, that's so fun! See, so I just love you know this was uh, you know going back to what I said about just having uh, the art be really evocative, and then people mm-hmm. flipping through and hopefully be inspired by it. Uh, uh, I I hope that's what people are doing right now when they when they get this book delivered to them.
5: Oh yeah, that was it was a fun challenge with Mark because uh, he's like, no, the art needs to be bigger. We're like, but there's there's words, Mark. He's like, no, no, no art needs to be bigger. <laughs> we <laughs> don't need <laughs> words. The <laughs> classic oh, but, yeah. but showdown he, he has between the editor always. and art director. <laughs> right? But he has a good point, right? Like when people flip through the book, <laughs> they're immediately <laughs> they're immediately just gonna look. Hey, they're gonna flip through the book. That's a cool looking creature, and then they're gonna read it. Right. Right. So if the art's too small or not noticeable, then the people are just gonna flip right past the creature and never give it a a second glance. So.
4: I have to admit there are creatures still from first edition D&D that I kind of forget about because they weren't illustrated in right. the Monster Manual yeah. of the time. Or the illustration was so bad, I would just like, no, I'm skipping it. Right. Like, right.
5: And I still, to this day, to me, a goblin is the second edition Monster Manual goblin. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody, any, any art that people do in the future of the goblin, I will always see that second edition goblin.
4: Yeah.
0: His whole cool.
5: shield and his red tunic.
4: Imprinted on it. Yep. That's it. Yeah, no, you're
0: totally right. It almost has like this magazine like quality where you just want right. to have like flip through and yeah. find the thing that, that catches your eye. and exactly. and, and then you right, delve more into it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, now they have almost 400 monsters to do that with <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, which is pretty. Is there an illustrated uh, for each one? Yes. There
4: is. Wow. Which, uh, yeah, and multiples, of course, for the dragons, right? Yes. Like the young rambling right. up through ancients. Uh, and a couple others, like some of the minotaurs and the right. the, the- yattle frog folk. Yes. The Yes. Yep. Uh, we got a couple of those. Uh, you said you had a couple
0: of things. I've got a two-part question. One is you said you have other things coming down the pike. Oh, yeah, the Baba Yaga thing. And does it bother you when people say pipe? Because I interchange them. <laughs> coming down the pipe and coming down the pipe. Probably
2: bothers Megan, um, I, No,
4: I just sort of flash on Mario, right? Something's clearly coming through the pipe works. Yeah, exactly. Or There's, the wind demon. It or the it. wind demon. <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, we're we're ready. We're kind of done with this Kickstarter. It's out in the world, fly and be free. Uh, so it's time for us to move on to the next one, which is uh, Tales of the Old Margrave. It's uh, forest adventures. Uh, with oh, that sounds Baba fun. Yaga. So the deep dark forest, what could
2: go the wrong forest there? Forest adventures with Baba Yaga. <laughs> Everyone's children's favorite adventure. Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> <laughs> ended well
4: for everyone involved.
2: Yummy right. candy.
4: Yummy candy. <laughs> 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 there will be little huts. <laughs> there will be forest paths. They might walk around on chicken legs. huh. So we're going to do some of that with just a little Baba Yaga. I don't want to oversell the Baba Yaga part cuz mm. you know once you meet her I'm sure she's a nice lady.
2: Yeah, continue that <laughs> sentence.
4: But not everybody wants to visit, right? Right. <laughs> Some people get scared.
2: Some people.
0: And run away. Yeah. Um, but so then Baba Yaku just embrace, embrace, bring them in and eat them. Mm. <laughs>
1: That's you have, you and, <laughs>
4: have, have you noticed dinner? the mortar and pestle she flies around in? That's like big enough to put like, I don't know, Humans. bodies in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Your bones aren't going to sure crush themselves.
4: Co- yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Well, you're aware then. <laughs>
0: yes. I'd
2: be used a mortar she's pistol. Like, mm-hmm. She's
0: like, I don't know why that this, the- this monster speaks to me.
1: I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just,
0: she's
1: That's misunderstood. <laughs> so, That's exciting. So is
0: that going to be a, uh, uh, an
4: adventure or is it going to be a... It is both, right? It is ten adventures ten. at the moment. Ten? Well, well, maybe more. Depends on how the Kickstarter goes. 10 short stretch goals. Yes, all of that. It's always a mystery. Uh, New player races, a little more detail for the bear folk, Um, new druid options. We're talking to, oh man, I'm going to show my age here. Dennis Sister, who was the guy who wrote The Druid like in 1976. Oh, wow. We found him and we said, (laughs) Dennis, would you write some druid stuff for us? And he said, mm, "Yeah, maybe, sure, yes. <laughs> so is,
0: is he the person who, like, had the different circles of Druid or, like, the, the, the that, ranks? Then you had to kill the one that, that was ahead of you, and that's the him. only way you can level up?
4: Yeah. you got to go back to the original publication, which is in one of the little booklets, like book four. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we said, what the heck? Let's I love Let's go that. back to one of the founders of the hobby and ask him, so what would you do with newfangled Druid stuff? And he told us. So. so it's
2: something he had been thinking about. Uh, he's like, I've been thinking about this for <laughs> 30 it. years. I don't to know.
4: I think that certain people have topics they love, right? Like if you ask me about ghouls or you ask Megan about drakes, we're going to have opinions, <laughs> right? <laughs> and if you ask Dennis about druids, it he's going to tell you, mm. right? It's like, uh, well, yes. He didn't even like hesitate. He was just oh. like, no, so fifth I'm edition? In. Yeah, I've played some of that. Sure. <laughs> Done and
0: nice.
4: done. You so, excited to uh, edit,
0: the, edit the crap out of that?
5: I am always <laughs> excited to edit the crap out of everything. <laughs>
0: nice. Is it going to be as uh, many pages? Hopefully not. It won't be as many.
4: Uh, it will be less pages. It's in two volumes. There's a Game Master book and a player book. Oh, okay. So two books. That's so not that books hard for you to, and to edit. And one book then. is actually not Megan's book, and the other book is probably Megan's books. So <laughs> we'll see how that works out.
0: Sweet. Woo you didn't, You didn't just suddenly get two uh uh books of work uh, thrown at you at <laughs> once
4: simultaneously is hard it is very it's hard tough. yeah uh
0: you're speaking to the the te- well not us but the, uh, the other members of the team we who see, basically just and we did see that other people in the last doing month. That. two books out in uh, yes uh, in, I don't
4: know how you did that there had to be oh. two whole separate teams in separate mm. buildings you'd right? think. It but wasn't. no, the same team. <laughs> it was. It's like, am I in Waterdeep A or Waterdeep B? I can't remember. <laughs> or I am. Are we in Ravnica? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, all or at the Ravnica. same time. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. And Eberron. You guys have
0: been busy. There's a lot. There's a lot coming down the pipe. Here <laughs> we <laughs> go again.
2: <laughs> down the pike, the turnpike, the it's road. A state coming up.
0: Coming up down the pike.
2: There's a lot oh. coming up.
0: <laughs> coming around the corner is
4: this <laughs> She'll Baba, be Yaga pipe. <laughs> Baba Yaga Coming around the Baba
2: So this the alternate cover. Yes. How do people get that? This one you had that, to
4: pledge on the Kickstarter. Okay, that's for the Kickstarter. Uh, we have like maybe ten extra that we'll either give to charity auctions or mm. put on the Cobalt Press store someday if we have like one or two spare. But yeah. Well, now, this
5: is a beautiful cover, too. It yeah, is. I was going to say, the art is gorgeous. On that's it. Craig
4: Spearing. He does a lot of Magic the Gathering cards for you folks. Mm. He is a talented person. Yep.
5: Yeah. And
4: he loves his undead, and you can totally tell, you <laughs> tell. <laughs> <laughs> from, uh, from that cover. That's the, the Hierophant Lich on the cover, as a matter yep. of fact, which I wrote. And uh, I said, there should be a way to terrify players with liches before they're, like, level 15 or 20. There should be. Right. There totally should. So I said, let's make a Hierophant Lich and let's make it like CR 9. Uh, we bounced around on that CR. Yeah, uh, I
5: think he's around 9.
4: Maybe he's a 10. And it's just like a, a lesser lich? It's a lesser lich except it's more lesser a divine lich. lich instead of a wizardly lich.
1: Because, mm. you
4: know, you need a shortcut. If you're not going to be an arcane spellcaster making your own phylactery, you need a dark god basically saying, your work isn't done yet. Keep it up. <laughs> I will make you a lich. And Is you will that keep- your...
2: Job on this project?
4: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I am the dark god of the creature codex.
2: <laughs> There's a hundred more monsters more, coming in
1: this book.
4: More <laughs> Sean Merwin. More. more. <laughs> Mark Redle, we need more art. Megan? Woo. Make it so. <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> yeah, wow. F- I, I could create. really yeah, I could be into that. Yeah. Give me some some liches and some killer art directors and butt kicking editors. And we can do, you know, another one of these in two years. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works. (laughs) That's
0: pretty much how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it looks good. I really it's love it. Uh, I'm, I'm excited that uh, uh, people are not getting it in their hands. And uh, and uh, you really already listed all the ways for people to uh, yeah. potentially buy it. But, but when right?
2: will it be in stores? It will Should be, be in stores now-ish?
4: pretty much now-ish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like on trucks around the country. <laughs> <laughs> we sent some to Canada. It's going places. Wow. So. This is in Canada too? World. Yes. Whoa. We love our Canadian friends. You're going all international. We are. Yeah. This time,
5: let's say we have a lot of Canadian designers too.
4: Yeah, we do. John Sawatsky, for one, mm-hmm. he's Canadian. He'll admit yeah, to that. Yeah, that
5: makes him really really Did you just out him? <laughs> oh, I think sorry. we outed him as Canadian. <laughs> but were we not supposed to? No, I ah. think he okay. just
4: posted on the interwebs about his attendance at SAS, Sask Expo, which is, as you might think, in, in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Yes. So, you know. Yes. Only Canadians go to that. <laughs> Americans don't go to Saskatchewan. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just not a tourist destination for most of us.
0: But that's because there's the inspiration of a lot of these monsters is in Saskatchewan. The Wendigo for sure. Yes,
1: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and the King Cobalt. <laughs> and the Wind Demon.
0: Because <laughs> <And> the <wind laughs> all they have is beans See? there. It makes perfect sense.
4: Well, uh, how
0: can people get in uh, touch with you personally, uh, as sure. well as uh, if they wanted to
4: just follow what everything is going on? Uh, we're all over the interweb, so there's cobaltpress.com. I'm personally at Monkey King on Twitter.
5: I am at GM Moonwolf on Twitter.
0: And uh, as always, throw a whole bunch of editing questions
5: <laughs> yes, to does. Megan. That's her <laughs> sure.
0: favorite. Yeah, exactly.
5: Questions.
0: How can I be an editor? Uh, I don't remember last time you were here, we were definitely talking yes. more about like what that means in the RPG industry. But we need more of them so desperately. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a talent. Take them oh, under yeah. your wing. Let eagles fly. I don't
5: know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think I would have been nearly as successful without all our play testers, though. Like They're invited they a lot of good people. Huge right. shout
4: out to the playtesters and Ben McFarland oh, yeah. for coordinating them. Yes, He's the guy.
5: Very and it's huge.
2: actually very nice that you do give a shout out oh, yeah. to your oh, playtesters. Yeah. They're all listed here. They will come a day <laughs> Would you like when we like to actually shout many.
4: them out. Right now, <laughs> 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 we could close out the show with a fine
1: thirty-minute <laughs> reading. Jeremy Cooper. <laughs>
0: It's
2: like no, the, the end of uh,
1: Katie
5: Eklund.
0: of uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring, where they list everybody who's in the Tolkien society, and it just goes on it for just like forty-five on. minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's like that.
5: No, they we'll- did an excellent job. It was it was really nice having their input because we had a few creatures that um, I want to say like at least three that completely changed yes. because of playtest feedback. Right.
0: That
2: is cool. Oh, We've, these are their playtest names. Yeah, yeah, some of their had group groups. names. They had group okay. names. That's what I'm saying. I like this one. We don't have a cool name yet, D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you do have a cool oh, name. Oh, man.
0: There are lots of really cool names on here. Like uh, the uh, the Dice Jockeys.
2: Oh, very good. I
0: like the dice Good stuff. Jockeys.
4: The Barons Four. The Bone People. <laughs> See? Fellow undead aficionados. Exactly. The
5: Rat Pack. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Friends of Droop. Oh. (laughs) I wonder who Droop
0: is.
2: Laurie Hounds. I like that.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I saw that
0: one too. (laughs) (laughs) I dig that. I wonder if they had a makeup because that was at uh, an entry when they are playtesting. It was like, what's your group name? Well, they
5: could list a name or just their individual names. So a lot of them playtested as the whole group. And so they wanted the whole group either as the group or the group with each of their individual names. Because some people don't necessarily want to give their last names and things like that. So
1: Yeah. I yeah, like that. I
0: wonder how many of those names came up just for that forum. That's, <laughs> that's what I want to know. Like,
4: yeah. I don't know. I mean, we had people of all ages. Sometimes we, people didn't want to put their children's names down or whatever. Yeah. Some people just want to be anonymous because they're whatever, members of the US Senate. <laughs> um, <laughs> you had numbers of the US Senate as playtesters well, I can't I, confirm I or deny <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's it was going I, to be hard I didn't
5: really get to see much of the names I just saw the, the feedback from them so.
4: that's smart no they're wonderful um, they did a great job and they yes. wrote up reports on like an amazing number of monsters. So. Uh,
5: it, it's just amazing how, I, I mean, beforehand I always knew playtest was important, but this experience really let me know that playtest actually is very important. Yeah. Like, even a little bit of feedback, like, eh, it's cool, but I wouldn't use it. I'm like, okay, why wouldn't you use it? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if you're not going to use this creature, then we shouldn't be including it in the book, right? right. So there were, there were a lot of, like, even the littlest feedback. And then some people gave us, like, detailed, like, round-by-round reports of combat with these creatures. and So that was, it was really helpful. Like, all, f- all playtest feedback was really nice.
0: That's super cool. And did you just receive that, uh, uh, like, as it was coming in, or did you get it in batches?
5: I got it in batches. That's cool. So,
0: so it wasn't, like, a, a distraction type thing. It was correct, more of, like, yeah. okay, now's the time to review this. And, right. then, and then would you take that and then make changes? Or would you take that and go to the designer? Like, how did that process work? We're Uh, back in the interview all of a sudden. I don't know. All right, sorry.
5: All right. uh, No, so for that, um, it depended on the creature and on the playtest. So some of the playtest feedback we got a little bit later. So then I had to make a lot of those changes. Uh, There was one creature we had to completely redo, I think, like two or three different times. We sent it back to the designer. Uh, We sent it back to another round of playtesting, and the playtester still didn't like it, and it just wasn't working out for them. So then we had to completely redesign the creature. But at that point, it was really late in the process. So we're like, okay, well, I've got to do it because we don't really have time to go back and forth with the designer and thing mm-hmm. like that on it. Um, so and then some of them were just like little tweaks, um, small things like, hey, I don't think this is the correct CR. It's like, yeah, okay, all right. So your CR 2 people couldn't handle a CR 10 thing, right? You know, uh, little things like that, messing with some of the numbers. It was a bunch of different different types of feedback.
0: But it yeah. and it all kind of went through through you and that process, right? right? Which exactly. Is, yeah. yeah. And
5: so some of it went back to the designers, but most of it ended up being things that I had to end up changing yeah. just because the playtest feedback came in a little bit later.
0: Yeah. That's super cool though cuz that's like a, you know, like, that's a huge part of, of this process yes. that, you know, it wouldn't work if it, you didn't have all that in your head. Exactly. Yeah.
5: It was really good to have all the feedback. I loved it. How long was the playtest? Um, we did it in waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did batches of creatures think the first packet went out March maybe.
4: Yeah, it all happened Something pretty there. fast. March of this year.
5: Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, because the the Kickstarter ended. The
4: Kickstarter ended in January. Like the first week of January. Okay. We sent out the first batch like the first week of March. Right. And every month there was not like. March, April think, May.
5: I think so. I think it was every month we sent. So the playtesters and kudos to them. The playtesters only had like four weeks to playtest the stuff and get back to us. Right. Very dedicated.
4: So oh, yeah. and they wrote up reports on you know multiple monsters mm-hmm. per group, and we just gave them as much as they would report back on. Right. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah, no, I love I it. Love it. Oh, Chris Lockheed's on here too. Oh, yeah. Yes. He wrote all the, the mythos monsters, the Lovecraftian kind of ones. Oh, oh, sweet. There's a Night Gaunt and a Hound of Tyndalos yep. and uh, the Flying Polyp you saw earlier oh. in all its beauty. Oh. Damn you. Chris that's, that's yeah. so creepy. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Lots of creepiness. Um, and I think he has he has a little adventure coming from Cobalt Press this week. Uh, called Black Sarcophagus. Mm. Uh, that <laughs>
1: sounds happy. Dr- drink the red liquid, shall yeah, you? Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's like, well,
4: yeah, all right, let's do that. It's it's a little PDF thing. Um, and
0: That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Part- I wonder if more people should do that. Like kind of take things that are in the the, the cultural zeitgeist and because we have digital publishing is so fast. Right. Right, we can actually turn that around and get it out there while it's still in the in the conversation. Right. Of course, we well, were talking about the black sarcophagus thing that
4: was discovered in Egypt. Yeah. What, like, over was it, summer, two months ago? Yeah, it was about a month ago, maybe. Wow. And it just kept rattling around. And then, what, yeah. the, the, the horrible opened, cheese it, was discovered not long after that, right? Oh, I didn't, I didn't know about the some cheese. Ancient moldy cheese in Egypt, a 5,000 year old cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, people said, hmm, well, you've got a it's red aged liquid. It is really in well. Cheese. What are we going to Like, no, guys, just no. Didn't someone drink the, the red liquid no, or something? I hope not. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, in the bottom of the black sarcophagus, there was this red,
4: like almost bright red liquid. Uh, and they were trying to figure out what that what it came from and what it was. But. I think the reason Chris Lockie decided to write about the black sarcophagus is back in the Tome of Beasts, he wrote a monster called Sarcophagus Slime. Mm. Mm. Which you may remember because the picture is a black sarcophagus with red slime in it. Like, how is did he like, know, Chris? Near. You knew years ahead of God, time. God, those mummies, they totally stole my idea. That's what totally. he's thinking. That's I'm what sure he's thinking. Those <laughs> yeah. darn mummies, 4,000 years ago, they ripped him off. <laughs> Jerk's.
0: Yep, uh, mummies are jerks. They
2: are. Yeah. everybody knows
4: that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: true. And now, though, everybody listening to this podcast knows that. Thank you, guys. Uh, once we got more into talking about playtesting stuff, my I, like eyes brightened up, and I wanted to learn more. So <laughs> we're
4: recruiting you for the next playtest. <laughs> ah, yeah, <laughs>
1: excellent. You get your name. Thanks for having
4: us. I
0: get my name in there.
2: <laughs>
4: I love those friends of the show.
2: Me too. They're good peeps. They really yeah. are, and they do good work.
0: Are you going to have any uh, Halloween-themed peeps in your house, speaking of peeps? Probably. Yeah? Some orange? My dad orange, likes to send them to me. Some orange uh, peeps?
2: Do you know how to harvest a peep?
0: How do you harvest a peep?
2: You got to slice open the package, let it get stale. Is that and true? And then you, that's called the harvest of the peeps, in my family anyway. The
0: harvest of the peeps? Yes. Because you like it like it. You got to have a stale stiffer? peep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I find that kind of gross.
2: No. I'll like- I'll bring you a harvested peep. <laughs> Actually, the harvest should start pretty soon. My dad and I send them back and forth to each other.
0: I love that it's called a harvest because it feels like you're going out on, you know, in Stardew Valley and yep. harvesting your crops of peeps. Yeah,
2: we found it because he's, we do it at Easter, obviously, as well. There's yeah. an Easter harvest
1: <laughs> and he's, a fall harvest. He's
2: in Florida when, when it's Easter, and peeps don't, whoa, peeps don't harvest that well because it's very humid. Yes. So it's, I'm sorry, if you're in Florida, it's difficult for you. To be able to harvest a, for many a peep, reasons, but properly. mostly because of the peeps. <laughs> mostly because you can't harvest a good peep there. Yeah, but we can do it here. That's right. Yeah.
0: Also, there's alligators. I've heard.
2: Yes. Yeah. As and well hurricanes,
0: mosquitoes, and mosquitoes. They're basically sturges,
2: but they get down there. Sea turtles. Oh, that's cute. And they're so cute. We really like sea turtles. They'll bite your head off, but they're very cute. If you don't mess with their eggs. <laughs> Have I you ever seen baby sea turtles run towards the ocean? Oh, yeah. That's oh, so cute.
0: It is, like, one of the cutest it's things. Nice. And then you, like, see, like, swoop, shh, you know, like, birds come and get them, and, like, one out of ten survive. But
2: that's why there's people there, to escort them into the sea. Have you done that? Have you been a escort? No, escorter? I'm never there at that time, but I've seen videos. Of, I have seen videos, too. It's very, very wonderful. And heartwarming. It is. Because yeah. people, I like, I like to see people helping animals. That's true. Yeah.
0: Especially turtles.
2: And turtles, yeah. <laughs> animals and seals. And turtles. If you go to Alki Beach, you can see the seal sitters. Are there seals there now? Uh, I don't know what their season We've is. We've
0: gone to Alki Beach. It's a beach here in uh, Seattle, um, but I've never seen a seal. I've seen a seal like farther out, mm-hmm. but never on the beach itself.
2: Well, become a seal sitter. I right. They'll call you I'm I'm and say, s- we have a shift from three in the morning until five in the morning. Can you come watch the seal on the beach?
0: To protect it from?
2: Yes. Everybody. Oh, from like? And things. Like and people? animals. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to
0: be a seal sitter. That's so cute. That is very cute. Yeah. Um, I feel like I want to be. Uh, I, I like we're talking about this cute animal talk because the large because portion of the, of the orna- interview yeah. we just did with Wolfgang was about like
2: I do demonic feel like and
0: terrible we things. We need to
2: cleanse the palate. A little bit. That's why we're doing that.
0: It feels a little bit nicer right yeah. now.
2: Yeah. Baby seals.
0: <laughs> Don't hurt them.
2: Baby sea turtles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The bathhouse Drake was pretty cool though. That was That was not necessarily the. No. yeah, that was cute, but it was. Uh, there was
2: a lot of cool ones in there, and yeah. I like that a lot of them were from the community.
0: I do too. Yeah, people design it up. I like yep.
2: it. I don't know how Megan edited that whole thing. That is a lot
0: of work, but she is a trooper. She is. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Thank you to uh, 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 both Wolfgang and Megan for for dropping in. It's always a pleasure. Yep, uh, to have face to face folks. Um, Shelley, if there was more information you wanted to disseminate about Avalon Hill and all the products that are coming out in the next month, yeah, where would people find Let's see out where about
2: you're that? going? Um, <laughs> Pick up with your button now. I'm picking it up. I think you should follow Avalon Hill on Twitter. Oh. Avalon Hill two, the number two, on Twitter, or yeah. me at Shelly Moo.
0: Yeah. yeah, you you like to talk about all that stuff. I do, including Bachelor and all of.
2: Yep, a little bit of that too. A taste, a little bit, a little bit. Got to balance it out.
0: <sighs> you can follow me. I'm at Greg Tito. I am generally around doing dancey type things on Twitter. No, I never. I should start dancing more on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah, I was number one T-to dancer. You know,
2: it. number one dancer for what?
0: I don't know. It was
2: like to- in your house in
0: high school when we Dinister. tried out for you know the movement audition. You Are got, you serious? Yeah, like there was ones, there was twos, there was threes.
2: Does that, Does that mean you line? were in the front? I was in the front. Are you really a good dancer? No.
0: No. But I just—I think I'm a uh, spirited dancer, oh. which was what they were going for, right? Yeah. I mean, I could, if I spend a long time, I can learn choreography and I can, I can nail it, but oh, I'm definitely honey. not one of those like, quick learners. Me
1: either. Yeah. I
2: got no rhythm.
0: I got no rhythm.
2: I have nothing.
0: Um, but if you want to find out about what's going on with Dungeons &
2: Dragons, guess where you can go? Um, the newspaper.
0: The new, Yes, that's a good place to start.
2: An encyclopedia.
0: Also, uh, maybe Wikipedia Your at this local point. library. Yeah. Uh, or yes. you can go to DungeonsAndDragons.com or oh, download yes. Dragon Plus to your device. Oh, it's always yes, a good place to of start course. on your iOS or Android thingy. Yep. Or you can just get it online at DragonMag.com.
2: I don't know why people, I mean, I'm assuming people do, but if you don't have... Dragon Plus, like, why not?
0: There's so much great. It's even like uh, it's articles like live, like, about how f-
2: constantly being fed and updated.
0: Things get made. Like it's it's very insightful. Yep, just like this podcast. <laughs>
2: totally. <laughs> oh my god, it's two thirty-seven.
0: It's two thirty-seven, and uh, these rocks are not going to fall on themselves.
2: Oh, watch out for the, watch out. Uh, watch- uh. Oh,
0: we're all dead, <laughs> but we have some going.